You know what, like I usually tell you guys here that uh, we're obviously going live on the Utreons, and we're doing that so that we can hold guns. So if you're joining us live on Utreon, obviously everyone in the chat out there, welcome to the show. You know why we're doing this, but for the other people that are watching this uh, tomorrow or whenever on the YouTubes or listening to it on audio, we do this live from Utreon so we can hold guns. And to me, that's just more fun. So if you want to join us live, go to Utreon slash Who Move My Freedom Podcast. That's the place to go. I'm here, and uh, we got Big Josh. I thought I was getting both Joshes. We still might get both Joshes, right? Josh. Yeah. He's coming He's coming back from work, and uh, you oh, know, okay. we still work 40-hour jobs here. And, you know, right. Didn't get out in time, so. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. No worries whatsoever. Okay, so that being said, I'm going to uh, kick the button, and let's get this going here. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, boom, there you go. I'm on. Did you say something, Josh? I I think I heard you say, "Uh uh-oh. Did some? <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, I don't know if he can hear me at all. I could see you and I could hear you, Josh. Can you hear me? Uh, he's not saying anything. Yeah, you might want to switch back to your to your regular audio, but we can see and hear Josh. <laughs> Let me text him and tell him because <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but. Uh, yeah, there's, first of all, my apologies to everyone here for getting started a little late. We're definitely having some technical difficulties over here on my end and for Josh. Can you hear us, Josh? Nope. Let's see if I can make hand signs at him. Can you, can you hear us? Oh, lost him. (laughs) All right. If you guys are still with me here, we'll figure out. He might have to. You might have to dial back in here. So if you guys are here, uh, there he goes. I think he's dialing back right now. Boom. Josh, what's up? Can you hear me, man? Can you hear me? Are you there? I'm here. Oh, there you go. Okay. I don't know. Was that on my end or your end? Looks. I think. I have my... no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Something weird going on out there today, but we're going to try to deal oh, yeah. with it. Um, let's see how this is how we get this started here with the jazz hands. Come on, do the jazz hands. There you go, jazz hands <laughs> up in the air. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Uh, what episode number is this? I'm not even sure right now. After a all, lot. Of the, it's episode it, a lot. Yeah, it's episode 932 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. And uh, our guest tonight is Josh of Black Diamond Guns and Gear. What's going on, man? What's up with what's going on with you? What's going on with Black Diamond Guns and Gear? Dude, everything. Everything's going on. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What's not going on would be the the bigger question. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like like uh, your life is uh, crazy and hectic like mine, man. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot of everything. Uh, everything from the platforms that we're using. 
are switching on us from videos to shorts and reels. So mm-hmm. they're not pushing regular videos anymore. Mm-hmm. So you got to go elsewhere to find those things. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know. Um, and then, you know, not only that, you got, uh, I got kids on the way. I got a kid on the way, my very first one. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. May I suggest I uh, an awesome name? Hank? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can call him Josh, you know, whatever, because I know everyone's named Josh. But you can call him Josh, <laughs> you know, Hank Strange, blah, blah, blah. That's all right. We I, may I'm have too many Joshes as it is. So. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're uh-huh. on the way. And, uh, awesome. It you is the first your... one, and that's mm-hmm. probably the probably the best thing about what's going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, my range is finally getting the court date it deserves. So that's mm-hmm. this week, uh, this Thursday, actually. I think the last time I was on here, we were talking about... You guys still cannot shoot on your own range? This is still going it's on. It's been two years. Two years. I, I, this is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. Okay. Yeah, we feel the same. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, Cruise Man says congratulations on on the baby. On the way. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. So okay. Well, we've got two hours to talk about it here. So should we start? You you were mentioning um, you were mentioning the YouTube thing. How is this whole YouTube thing looking from your perspective? Well, you know, it's not just YouTube. It's everywhere. I think. Mm-hmm. And um, you're you're looking at YouTube, thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to up update or upload like normal, and uh, and all of a sudden, like it's just like. Out of nowhere, you know, anywhere between 10,000 subscribers or so, we were getting better views and stuff on videos than what we're getting at 50,000. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, that, that is ridiculous. Second of all, uh, and then not only that, they're, they're bringing, uh oh. Uh, yeah. Looks like he, uh, something happened there with the internet again. So, <laughs> we may, uh, we may have to give him a second here to catch up to that. Um, are you, let me, you guys that are out there, let me know if there's any issue on my end, if the whole stream is coming out to you guys okay. I'm looking here at my internet. It looks like it's fine. So maybe something on Josh's end. Uh, the internet police or, or gremlins, we should say. Let's, let's call it internet gremlins are uh, hitting him up there. So... We'll we'll probably get him to, uh, you know, probably get him back here in a second. Here we go. <laughs> there you go. He's dialing back in. How's your, is your, yeah, there you go. I don't know. It might be on my end. I'm not sure. We're not in our regular podcast studio, so. Oh, okay. Okay. How's your internet out there? Do you have good internet where, you, where you're at? Uh, it's fair. It's it's not the greatest. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. That's it's probably the issue. Okay. But, um. As yeah. far as the content stuff you're putting up, man, it's just like it's not even the fact that it's not about guns and stuff anymore. You know, they come down with the stuff that you had to move your stuff with because you can't show guns on live shows anymore. Like it's just mm-hmm. so many stupid rules that you have to abide by. Not only that, it's a company that don't like you anyway. So right. why are you trying to push against a company or, or support a company? Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. And then not only that not even the videos it has to do with now they're trying to you know uh appease the the tiktok you know gods or whatever and mm-hmm. so now they're trying to make everything go through shorts 
And Instagram's doing the same thing. They're making everything go through reels. Like, so they're pushing more reels than they are pictures, which is what Instagram used to be to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the same thing over on YouTube. They're pushing shorts more than they are videos. Uh, I posted a eight second long short the other day of me shooting a 50 cal and it got over like 80,000 views in like three hours. And I put up a video that took me longer than, you know, a couple hours to edit. And then it's, you know, I don't know, like 10 minutes long or something. And it gets, you know, 800 views like Mm -hmm. in in, in seven days (laughs) or something like it's just ridiculous. I think that's happening. That's happening with everyone. Um, what have you what have you guys heard about all that? Have you like you know spoken to anyone? How are you trying to figure that out? I know everyone's got a different take on it. Yeah, I think there really is no like one uh you know one way. I think everybody thinks they have their own idea of how to fix it or how to combat it or how to comply even. Um but I think that I've I've watched a lot of video a lot of videos on uh this thing from YouTube channels that aren't necessarily associated with gun channels. So they're like, you know, think media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People that are out there to help you, you know, do your multimedia, whatever. Right. And, uh, the consensus that I can see, like I saw this guy's live the other day. I don't even remember the guy's name, but apparently he had like, you know, a couple, you know, million subscribers or something, but he was doing a live and he was saying that, you know, YouTube is pushing shorts mm-hmm. and they want you to do this more than they want you to do regular videos. And then not only that, they want you to live stream once a week or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's what they're pushing versus you doing regular videos on the regular schedule that you put them up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I agree with that. I think it's crazy. You know, from my point of view, YouTube seems really schizophrenic, you know, it's like having a crazy yeah. girlfriend that tells you she wants A, but she really wants B. If you give her A and B, she's like, no, I really want it C. It's one of these crazy yeah. uh, kind of things to deal with, and we've been going through it as well. I would agree with what you're saying. I think that um, YouTube, I know specifically, they're trying to compete with TikTok, and probably, like you said, everyone's trying to compete with TikTok. I'm not really sure why. I I think that there's a specific audience for TikTok, but I don't know why that's the, you know, that's the, uh, that's the audience that everyone wants to go after. I don't know why that's the prime audience. I'm not sure what kind of money the people who are looking at TikTok have or whatever it is, or, you know, I don't know. The guy that was doing the live stream, he was telling the people, he was like, if you think about it, if they want you to live stream, they want you to live stream because they can, because YouTube can get your membership money off of that because that's mm-hmm. what they do. When you live stream, you, you people become a member and all this other crap. I don't really know how that works on live stream, but apparently they work off memberships. So YouTube gets a part of that membership, even though you get a part of it, they're not giving you nearly as much as they're taking, first of all. And then when you do a short or yeah, short, when you do a short, it basically, there is no way to put ads on it. So they're not paying you for that short at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it or not very much. Not yeah. Enough. Yeah, not very much yeah, at all. And, right, exactly. I don't think it's monetized that much. I think some shorts do have – I know I've seen advertising running on some shorts, not all of them. But I'm going to assume – Yeah, but it's like it's little small. games or something like that, like right at the beginning or whatnot. Um, I think it depends. You know, so a lot of this is weird to unpack from my point of view. And I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to be like an expert out there because I feel like there's some. there are some experts. There's some people who know. 
You know, there's some people who are big enough that they know and they talk to YouTube or they have consultants and they know. And then, um, you know, I think there's some people who are very good at what they do. You can look at the numbers and you can see that they know. And then there's some people who say they know, but I'm not really sure how much they really know because I don't necessarily see that put into practice. So what I've always yeah. done is... Uh, always when whenever there's an emergency right so in my opinion if things are going wrong you need to observe more than you take action so it's not to say if someone just gets up and starts fighting or shooting or doing whatever you need to get you know get down get out of the way but you need to try to figure out exactly what's going on and observe your situation so from my point of view and we're running three youtube channels right now Here's what I'm going to say, you know, doing the gun stuff for a long time on Hank Strange, on YouTube, Hank Strange, when I first started, it was, like you said, it was easier, you know, they weren't throwing, putting blocks in the way. In the last few years, it seems they've just whittled down the audience. It doesn't matter about your subscribers and there's all all these kinds of things are going on. And it's very difficult to escape the gravity of the algorithm. So if you post a video and that video doesn't do incredibly well immediately, and they won't tell your subscribers. So the people, no. the people that you're subscribed to, it doesn't matter. And this is across the board, not just for gun guys. So in order for you to escape that, you have to have a big enough social media or, whatever, or, or just people who are just looking for your videos or whatever it is for that to escape gravity. And it's gotten really yeah. difficult. So I kind of like backed off. I didn't stop doing youtube videos we kept doing it but we backed off of that because i want to see what was happening then i started doing van stuff and that took off like crazy right and that's got nothing to do with guns and it took off like crazy and one of the things i noticed in the middle of that was the shorts so i was putting shorts up on both of these channels and i noticed that the shorts in a lot of cases were doing better but it wasn't necessarily doing anything for me then I realized even on the van channel, I had a video that did really well on the van channel. And then all my, the whole channel went down and I was talking to other guys about it. And they said, Hey, it's the shorts, get rid of the shorts because that's kind of like, uh, you know, it, it's killing your audience because YouTube hadn't figured out that the audience looking at these short videos were not the same audience that wanted to see more informative stuff. So I killed all the shorts and I got that channel back up. But on Hank Strange, I, I was putting up shorts and I didn't kill it. I just said like, okay, I'm just going to leave that and uh, not do anything with it. I was honestly too busy. All of a yeah. sudden, YouTube figured it out, man. I'm going to say like about a month ago, <laughs> yep. YouTube figured it out and and said like, okay, we're going to separate what happens with the shorts from what happens with someone's regular channel. And all of a sudden, I looked at my van channel that YouTube doesn't come down on. There's no gun stuff. And it was doing well. I saw that go down. It had no shorts. And I saw Hank Strange that was getting the shit kicked out of it. And it was down, like about to die. I saw it kick up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's because I left the shorts on there and it kicked up. And then I came to find out uh, what you're talking about, that YouTube wants you to do like... I guess ideally they want you to do three shorts a day, maybe put up yeah. a video a week. They want you to go live at least once a week and all this kind of craziness. And I said, okay, let's run an and experiment. The problem is that they won't tell you that. They, they, they no. don't send out a memo 
that says, hey guys, this is what we're doing. Go ahead and do this and it'll help your channel grow. Like they don't tell you any of that shit. They just want you to well, they don't want you. To, they don't want you to use any of it against them, right? When in their official stuff, they're like, "Oh, we don't want you to be burned out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I've heard that. But there's no way. Like, how how do you <clears throat> actually? How do you create? How do you put up three shorts a day? Work mm-hmm. on a video, and you know, if you're gonna do one video a week, you got to make it a really good video. You know, then you need to yeah. go live once a week. So I ran an experiment. I actually did all of that with. Um, I was out at with Sam Andrews and makes leather holsters, and I did that. I was throwing up the three shorts. We went live and all this. I did a video with him. I put it up. The videos I was doing with him traditionally on my channel have always done well, but they were but they were incredibly suppressed under what YouTube was doing. That video, I think I put it up like two weeks ago, and I think it's uh, over 200,000 views. Took off. You know, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, But I've noticed that I put up anything else on my channel does exactly what you're saying. I have a tough time to get that thing to get to uh, over a thousand views or even get to 2,000 views. And I've got 120 something thousand subscribers, you know. So it's all just, it's just maddening. And YouTube says, oh, tell us what's in there. You know, is it gun content? Okay. Yeah, you tell them it's gun content. They say, oh, we don't want you to do this thing or that thing. You're like, okay, we won't do that thing on there. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. They're just so schizophrenic. And the executives over there are just trying, the people who are going to watch something for 60 seconds, right? If if we're gonna try to survive on those guys, it's gonna be real nuts out here. I'm not. There's people who could do really well doing that, but I yeah. think that my brain isn't gonna function that well under that. So anyway, I was well, ranting. That, mm-hmm. What I don't understand is why why kill your brand of what it was, which was when people, dude, when people come to YouTube, they want to see vloggers. They want to see. I think they want to see videos on showing them how to do something. Like if you got something you can't figure out oh let's go youtube real quick because that's what everybody's go-to is Mm -hmm. let's go to youtube real quick and figure it out it'll show us exactly how to do it like they i think that people that go to youtube when you when you get on your app and you look at it uh you know obviously shorts pop up first and then like you you obviously you like you see something you like because it knows what you like Mm -hmm. you you see something you like you click on it and then you get stuck in this like forever feed that you're just like rolling through and you're like mm-hmm. oh what did i come here to do in the first place oh i came here to look at this and so you go back and you try to figure it out like i think the main reason why people come to youtube is originally is to look at videos long form videos that people want to see stuff and i personally think they're going to kill that kind of platform just to push these shorts and yeah. I, I mean what do they want another tiktok I mean, why, why are they doing it? That's what I don't understand. I think it's a fight for that kind of supremacy. I think the problem going on here is that that everyone's separating. The way that people are thinking is separating. And we, I'm not trying to say that we have the uh, the wrong kind of thinking. I think that the way that we all think, and maybe the people who are interested in the content we create is different from how most people are thinking. YouTube or any of these platforms don't really care about uh you know they don't care about any of that all of they all they want they have certain numbers that they're trying to hit 
certain kind of yeah. views, certain ways that they want to be able to ma- manipulate people. And if TikTok is the thing, you know, at the end of the day, TikTok is a Chinese company, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is how they run. China, the uh, anything that's a Chinese company belongs to the Chinese government. They just have money to keep throwing into it. So even yeah. though YouTube and Google have money, they don't have money like the Chinese government, but they're trying to compete with that and and there's if you look at tiktok it's a completely different thing that's shown in china on tiktok versus what's shown in america but everyone wants the american audience right a third of what the world creates america consumes it so everyone wants to sell to the american audience tiktok wants to sell it the chinese government wants to control the american audience and sell things to them uh you uh, youtube google facebook all these platforms want that as well and they're just going to go for the masses and they don't really care about older people people who look at things a different way who want to understand everything that's happening i think they're just looking for the mindless drones and that's why we're in this craziness. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, like you said, they're in it to do for the money. Obviously, they don't they don't care. <laughs> they're in it to do it for the money and do it for the numbers, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the one way to do that is 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 TikTok, I guess, because unfortunately, you know, that is the mindset of people that are that are coming up that are being you know basically born or not born, but like. Um, brought up on TikTok, like the young kids or whatever, like that's what they're brought into. So mm. why would they not go to a, a platform where that has the same kind of thing on it? The, the only thing yeah. is like... Uh, hold on one second. Hold, hold, on, hold on to that thought, man. We're going to take a quick break. Hold on one second. Be All right back. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, Matt, my apologies on that, man. I didn't want you to get into, uh, you know, a good swing of a thought there, but go for it. I was just saying, like, I think that they're, you're having these kids that are brought up on this and they're basically, this is what they have, you know, been to watch ever since they were, say, younger, like when they are right now to, you know, they're older. So that's what they're, I guess they're trying to, make so that they are actually something that they're going to see too. And what well, it just sucks because you have people like us and, and maybe an older generation or whatever you want to call it that are used to the long form videos and stuff like that. And, and maybe that is gone by the wayside because their uh, attention span is so small mm-hmm. that they, they can't handle more than, you know, 60 seconds of video because they're going to flip to something else. I mean, maybe that's yeah. true. I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, you know, multiple things are always going on there. I agree with you. I think they do want the younger audience. If you think about it, if you're, if you're a corporation out there, right, you want a younger audience, I guess, versus an older audience because yeah. the, your ability to get money from that older audience is difficult. It's more difficult. Yeah. You know, they're smarter with their money. <laughs> they probably yeah. spend their money less. I know as I get older, I, I spend less money. You know, I try, I'm thinking like, man, I'm, I'm 50, dude. So, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I don't want to do this forever. You know, this, the, an older, I, our older audience thinks a certain way, right? Yeah. Younger audience, completely different, man. They think, you know, I'm never going to die. 
I could just do, you know, spend money, do whatever I want. So less educated, not a smart audience. This is what corporations are always fighting for. But the flip side of that is I don't think obviously the older audience is still alive. You know, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, people in my parents' generation. So if I'm 50, folks in my parents' generation would be, uh, you know, 70s, right? Yeah. So we're we're still here and we have that. What we have to do is we have to realize that we're moving in different streams here and we kind of have to separate everything. I think, you know, it, it, look at the movies, for example. I don't know about you because I know you're you're obviously younger than me, but I can't stand freaking movies anymore. Not the new. I can't yeah. deal with the new stuff. Honestly, I'm like everybody's all into like uh, Marvel and and comic movies and stuff. Like I've never been into that. I don't I don't know why, but that seems like that's the only kind of movies that are out there now. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like comedies and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't. I've never gotten into that. I don't think they're making they're they're just not making content for people like us. They're making it for someone else. It's just really stupid and mindless. It's <laughs> yeah. it's a lot like what we saw. It, it, you know, I always talk about this, but um, oh, what the hell is the name of this movie? It was in my brain and then it just went out. Um, uh, Idiocracy. Yes. You know, oh you know, my God. That? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that is America <laughs> as we know it. That's what it is right now. <laughs> except for except for like all the trash that they have everywhere i mean it's it's pretty bad in some places but for the most part that's pretty much america i mean right now well the trash is virtual man <laughs> yeah well, yeah the, that's true the garbage is virtual you know the i think like i'm seeing people saying it in the chat i think people have very small attention spans you know um it, look the biggest reason and I'm not I don't want to blame anyone out there, but the biggest reason why YouTube is not showing people our videos is not really that we're gun guys. Yes, it's true that they don't like us because we're gun guys. But the biggest reason they're not showing people our videos is because the general audience is not looking at those videos. Yeah. Just reality. The audience yeah. on YouTube and on all these platforms are not looking at those videos. They want everything like this. They're like, oh, I want to know how that gun works in 10 seconds. Yeah. I, that's all, you know, that's what you got. Give it, give it to me right now. Yep. And, I think it's that attention span. And I, and I think yeah. that that is what they're going to go for. And that's what they're going to continue to do. And it's, it, that's the way it's going to go. Because yeah. like I said, like I'm, I'm looking at the stats here or analytics, whatever the hell you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my last, I put up four shorts in the last like, you know, four days or seven mm-hmm. days or something like that. And like I said, I got, you know, 83,000 on one, 45,000 on the other, 20,000, all this other sort of stuff. Um, but the funny thing was, is that those three right there, those ones that were in the 80s and 40s and all that stuff, thousand was gun videos. And I put a video up about, uh, my my court case going, uh, you know, on Thursday, and it's only got fifteen hundred views. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it was pushing the stuff about the guns, but anything else they didn't want to push. And uh, literally any video, let's see, I've I've had several videos up the last month or two or whatever. The biggest one in the last probably, uh, let's see, this one was put up in February. The last one since before February was. I have eight thousand views on it. Oh, that's a short. <laughs> that one was short. Uh, that's all. That's going to be once you're playing the short game. That's going to be your big videos. And, and by the way, here's another thing. I think that 
um, that not every ch YouTube in the algorithm didn't disconnect every channel from the shorts. So what I mean by that, yeah. YouTube said that they fixed the algorithm where if people were looking at your shorts and that was doing better, they were only suggesting the shorts to people. They weren't suggesting the other videos. And that's what was killing a lot of people's channels and they were separating, not doing shorts at all. And YouTube well, said so that they fixed that, but I don't think they fixed it with everyone. Well, we were doing our our, uh, our podcast because we started our podcast over a year ago, mm -hmm. and because I think we're up to like fifty six video, fifty six episodes or something. Mm -hmm. But um, we are basically we started that on our regular pod or our regular YouTube channel, and uh, I heard from several different people that are you know in the YouTube business or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and they said that hey, take that live off of your, and we weren't even doing it live. I think we were. I think we were recording them and then putting them up afterwards. Mm -hmm. But he was like, because that many people don't watch, like you may, you may get two or 300 people that watch it. You know, not a lot of people watch a podcast. They listen to it more than anything. Mm -hmm. He was like, so you should take that off of your channel and make it its own channel because mm -hmm. it's destroying your views on your other channel, which to me at the time, it looked like it was because I think mm -hmm. we went super low. And then, uh, so we took that off. We created its own channel. So it's mm -hmm. 7, 6 Tuesday on YouTube if you want to watch mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. it's on there now by itself. Mm -hmm. And of course it has like, you know, two or 300 subscribers, which is nothing. And, uh, and you know, we had videos that were like 91,000 in December. And that, that was the highest one I've had since this December, is on, this is on the, is this, this is on your main channel or the separate podcast yeah. channel. Yeah. No, this is on the main channel. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. I think one of the things now, that's why I split things up a long time ago is that, you know, your channel can only really do one thing. And you have yeah, to be I really so. careful. Yeah, you you have to be really really careful with that. So like, if now, what you do you do? Do you create a short, uh, you know, channel, and then you create a regular a video channel? Like, what do you do? I think now with the way that they have the short system structured, they want you to put shorts up on your regular channel. They don't want you to split it off to. Another. This is gonna get all crazy. I think at the end of the day, the solution the solution really to this is. Because the big audience is on this main social media, and if you're trying to make uh, a living out of it, like, honestly, that's what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a content creator. I'm a creative person. Yeah. That's what I'm doing with YouTube. So if yeah. you want to make a living out of it, and we're talking about YouTube here, you, you really have to be in it. But you have to figure out different ways because you can't solely rely on this unless, unless you're going to do what it takes to move with whatever's moving YouTube. So that would be a younger audience that wants to look at shorter things and all that kind of stuff. If you if if you have the wherewithal to do that, then you could probably do really well. I find it difficult for me to do that because I'm just not interested in it, you know? I don't want to yeah. spend I well, don't want to spend too. days making something that's like two minutes long. Yeah, no, I agree. I hundred percent. You know, I was yeah. I was talking to a, a friend of mine, Steve from Mister Big Kid. He's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's he a good dude. Was, yeah, he was showing me, uh, you know, how he does his shorts. Because my what I was doing, I was just using my phone. Mm -hmm. So it was just you know taking the phone and hitting you know record on the on the YouTube app and creating a short. That's what I did. Right, right. And uh, he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "How do you do yours, man?" Because you're <laughs> let me guess, he's using a camera. Yeah, so he's, right. he's basically uh -huh. taking his footage and he's basically, you know, how you edit it in Premiere Pro or whatever, he's flipping the mm -hmm. uh, dimensions so it's actually, you know, 1080 by 1920 or whatever the other the other way. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you just take, take that and you use your regular camera footage, you just use it in this sort of format. 
And so now that he's showed me that, I'm just going to start taking, I'm going to take, I'm going to do regular videos and then I'm going to take parts from those videos and make those shorts. Um, so is he really flipping it? I think he's shooting it in that, uh, aspect. So I think he's shooting he'll it. Do, I think he's shooting it in that video. straight up and down aspect like this. I think he's yeah. probably got his camera turned like that and shooting yeah. in that. And then when it goes into the computer, he's adjusting it in there, but he shot it in the first place to be um, vertical video, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. But he, if you have a video that isn't shot like that, he, mm -hmm. he was showing me how to do that, basically to use it still as a short, you would just basically blur out a, a background image or whatever to, mm -hmm. to use the regular. But, so you can use yeah. ones you already have, basically, mm -hmm. that you've already made up. And then you can also create new ones by doing by flipping the camera and actually doing it that way. So, yeah, which yeah. is which is fine. But man, it just seems like so much more of a hassle. <laughs> the so, game, the game is always changing, man. The name of this podcast yeah. is "Who Moved My Freedom," and it comes from a uh, the title of a book called "Who Moved My Cheese." I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've have you read "Who Moved My Cheese"? No. Oh, okay. You should definitely read it. Uh, but the but the it's a short thing to read, man. You can read it in twenty minutes. But yeah. the the basic idea of of who moved my cheese is that there's two rats in a maze, and every day they like they meet at the beginning of this maze and they go through it to find the cheese, right? And yeah. then one day they go there and the cheese is not there where it's supposed to be, you know. And the whole thought process they have when they get there and it's not there, and. To me, the meaning of that is what do you do when someone moves your cheese, you know, or in the, in the, in, in the vein of this podcast, what do you do when someone moves your freedom? Yeah. So, you know, I think that if you want to survive in this world, if this is where it's at, you have to figure out like, okay, what am I willing to do here? You know, you still want to be yourself. But I have to do something, but they've changed the rules, so now I've got to change, and I've got, I have to figure out how I'm going to live within that structure. Do I think that that means I, could, I should get stupid? <laughs> you know, I don't think so, because I think ultimately YouTube is like a pyramid scheme, and no matter what they say, they really don't give a shit if people get burnt out, go crazy, you yeah. know, they don't care about any of that. So, yeah. My thing, to, I think, to do is to figure out how to survive, right? You know what your rules are. You know what you're willing to do and where your line is. There's a line where I'm going to go, no, I'm not going to do this at all. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go do something else. And, but you, fig, you figure out how to survive in it, and then you always have your, you know, your sights uh, on the horizon looking for something different because I think that there is a different solution out there. It's just not easy for someone to come along and compete with YouTube. Yeah. You know? So we were, we were talking about, um, what's it called? Uh, that's how much I, I like it. I don't even know the name mm -hmm. of it. Um, rumble. Rumble. We were okay. talking about doing rumble stuff and Utreon mm -hmm. too. I mean, all, all of our stuff is backed up over here on Utreon. Oh, you're on Utreon. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's okay. all on there. And, okay, cool. Uh, and, but we were we were talking about going to a different platform and stuff, and you know maybe we have enough people that would follow us to a certain place or whatever. But I don't think we do. But, but we need. I think our, our we uh, so you know what I think. I think that um, I've heard of Rumble. I believe I'm, I have a thing on Rumble. It's very difficult to juggle all these different spheres, right? Yeah. And, and do all this stuff. And I think that um, 
we need to we need to compartmentalize some of the stuff that's going on. So in the gun world, I think we need the whole gun world to catch up with what the hell is going on right now. And we're really far from that. You know, when you see like Smith and Wesson comes out and writes a letter, you know, uh, saying, oh, we don't like what Congress is up to and all that. And they're talking about politics. Hey, that's great. But I remember a couple of years ago going to SHOT Show and asking companies, you know, where they are on the Second Amendment and companies telling me that they don't do politics. And that includes Smith yeah. & Wesson. <laughs> yeah. Right? Their representatives, I remember them saying that. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I'm just trying to say now that one company has caught up. And there are a few other companies out there that are thinking like, man, what are we going to do for alternatives? These guys are going to hit us in all these different ways and our world is going to change. But if we yeah. took the whole gun industry and the gun world and asked ourselves how much of them even see that, I'm going to say 10%. What do you think that are even yeah. thinking about the future? How big do you think it is? Man, I'd say it's, I'd say it's about right. I'd say you're about right, 10%. Yeah, so because... we got a lot of catching up then. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, is that I, I know, uh, as far, let's just, let's just say, you know, gun tube people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say you got the top, like what, uh, let's say top five at least. Right. And that'd be what demo, uh, you know, op, uh, donut operator, uh, Brandon and, uh, you know, Scott's on there. You know, uh, Grand Kentucky, there's like Kentucky four ballistics, like, those dudes. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got those four or five people that are being pushed all over the place, right? You know, and pretty much that's the same camp. But yes, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I, I, uh -huh. They're in the life, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm signed to Leviathan. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't see me pushed everywhere. <laughs> so, that's a whole so, other yeah. thing man i don't know if you really want to get into that but yeah oh, I, I mean well I, yeah i mean i personally would avoid leviathan i think that they're uh they're full of shit i'm not saying that they don't do things for people out there because obviously like you said they do but i think they're very selective it's the idea of let's say all the rappers let's let's put it this way let's go back in like my time of growing up in New York City in hip hop and all that. If all the rappers were on one label, what would happen? Oh, <laughs> no competition, I guess. Uh, no competition for the label, <laughs> because yeah. the label is not going to put out a hundred rappers every year. They might yeah. put out ten rappers. So if there's a hundred rappers on the label, the label is going to pick ten dudes and go, "These are the dudes." Those other yeah. 90 dudes are going to get shelved. They might go, hey, man, we like how you write stuff, so we're going to get you to write for this guy that we chose over here. We like your beats that you make. You're going to go do this. This is what uh, was happening on Rockefeller Records with uh, Kanye West. All those rappers yeah. on there that thought they were more badass than him just wanted the beats, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And so I saw a lot of guys get shelved, and that's pretty much what happens when you deal with organizations who say, hey, the industry is going to come give us money, and then what we're going to do is give it out to these guys to go do stuff. And then obviously the guys who are the biggest and get the most views, because that's what the, the industry wants to see. That's why they're giving up their money. Those are going to yeah. be the people that get all the play or whatever else. And everyone else is just really now just becomes uh, a lower part of that pyramid, right. you know, just trying to play catch up. So... The way my brain works, 
I always go, you know what? I'm just going to hustle out there on my own, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll just make my own deals. I'll rather have like, uh, you know, I'll rather have something, but I'm, I'm in control of whether or not it works than have a bigger organization out there doing things with me. Now, if you're big, yeah. if you're big, then, you know, you can make it happen. But and, and I think what happens is a lot of younger people or smaller uh, content creators get caught up in that because they think, oh, man, I'm going to get all this stuff out of it. So the way the way I was looking at it when we when we uh, said yes to it was basically uh, and we're still part of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we're not. We're totally still are. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they're like, hey, you know, we, we got stuff we'll give you, you know, and you can make a little cash off of it. And it is what it is. And yeah. uh, there there's no, like, back door to anything or anything like that. It was, it was straight up. They were very straight up. They were just like, mm-hmm. look, we got this much and this much, and this is what you're going to get off of it. Yeah. And, I, you know, of course, you can make it if you don't. If you want to make it, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. And, um, and there was nothing that we didn't. And the cool thing is that there was nothing that we didn't try that we didn't like. So if we tried something and we didn't like it, we told them no. If we, because uh, I just, the mm-hmm. problem is, is that people are going to see that they, they're going to call you a show regardless. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like yeah if I was no to way say, first of all, I got Axel Ear Pro, right? Mm-hmm. And we got a bunch of them. And, uh, and I didn't like any of the products. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never did a video on it. Mm-hmm. And everybody does a video on Axel is just like oh your shoe and I'm just like well I never put a video up on it because I didn't like it mm-hmm. but you know to each his own yeah um, that's honestly but, the way that it needs to be that's why I think it's always like if I was giving advice I would say be independent move on your own and then if you're and gonna the, and the if cool you're gonna, thing is mm-hmm. that they don't have a problem with that they're just like yeah no problem if you don't like it then yeah. we'll do something else right if you're gonna because they don't care what it is. You know, they're just shoveling it to you just to see if they can get to, you know, get it made or whatever. That's one of the drawbacks of a big organization. Let me, we're, we're coming up on a break. We're going to take a break and get right back into this. Uh, shout out to Shooting Gallery, Any, I see him out there, and everyone else. I'm looking at the chat. You know, we're having a good conversation here. He was um, just on my podcast last night. I know. I saw that. Uh, well, let's take this break. We'll be back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear. Bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. You know, one of the things I would say, man, like I've been doing this for uh, 10 years, you know, and everyone's experience is different and, and mine is different. I don't think like I know everything, but I think I've been doing it long enough to see parallels of other things that I've done in the past. And once I see people moving the same way, then I kind of like put them in categories. So one of the things I don't like is when I'm dealing with people that are just really fake it till you make it. You know, if you're going to get them, if you're going to get a manager or some people to come along and help you, I think that it is powerful to team up. You know, as you get bigger, you want to be a team. You can't do everything. You can't edit your videos. You can't shoot all your stuff. You know, you if you're doing this, like, oh, you got to make shorts. You got to do this thing. You have to do that thing. You have to become part of a team. But you have to be yeah. careful of the team that you're becoming a part of. And typically, if 
that team is in the fake it till you make it mode, it's very dangerous. I'm not saying that people can't make it like that. Lots yeah. of people make it in life by faking it. This is why everyone... I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I've done that my whole life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get it. I get so, it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, started with music, basically. You know, uh -huh. when, you're, when you're playing music, mm -hmm. you want to uh, make yourself look as big as you can get. You know, you want to make yourself look as big as the, the, the next band behind you or the next band in front of you. Uh, so, you know, you get the backdrops and you get the uh, the, the in-ear monitors and you get all this stuff that make you look bigger than what you are. Mm -hmm. um, and when mm -hmm. I got done playing Music Man, I kind of forced that opinion into YouTube, actually. <laughs> so we started out and, you know, in my garage. Uh -huh. But when we were doing our backdrop and stuff in my garage, I got... You know, inspired by like James Yeager, uh, like his backdrop was always awesome, right? Like I always right. loved his videos. Uh -huh. And uh, our backdrop right. when we had our when we first started looked yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's a big he's like a big, he's a big fake it till you make it guy. He's a big <laughs> he's his, a big fake it till you make it guy. He he his, told me he told me to he told me to fake it till I make it. Also, he gave me that advice. I didn't take it though. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone for taking it. Like I get it. I I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, uh, we can. This is like M, this is like MTV Cribs. MTV Cribs was like crack to people in my generation because they saw all these rappers that had a really nice mansion, really clean. All their cars were outside in the same exact color. And then if you go into their fridge, like the fridge just had bottles of Cristal in there and all of that. And <laughs> it's just aligned. It's not, it's not real. And if you get caught up in that, more than likely it's going to destroy you versus like if, you, if, you're, if you're a person that has real talent, right? Especially as an artist. If you have real talent and you have confidence in that, like I, I understand sometimes to break through and get attention, you need to do these kinds of things. Everyone's trying to live up. But if you have confidence in what you do, you really don't need to do that. And, in, and most of those, this is why so many creative people wind up on drugs and doing all kinds of crazy things because they're confused. They don't know, like, what's the real world? Is this how it is? Should I, should I have the man, you know, the other folks coming along are like, oh, I have to have this mansion. I have to have all my cars need to be the same color. I got to put Cristal in the, this killed NFL players and NBA players who had money. Yeah. <laughs> They well, actually I, I were getting money because they looked at that. When I say fake that make I guess what uh -huh. I mean is like uh, uh -huh. when it comes to playing music and stuff, like I, I, right. I do think that when you're playing music, you do have to like make yourself look the part for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, now, of course, you had your own music that you made and everything like that. So, you know, that's 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 where you have the creative side come in. Right. And that's what we took to YouTube when we first started. Like mm -hmm. I was coming along and I, I thought, you know. I, everything we did it with was very minimal. Like we mm -hmm. we did a whole year and a half of YouTube with my phone, and I edited every video on my phone. Like we didn't buy cameras and mm -hmm. buy lights and all that sort of stuff. I had lamps and stuff in my garage that were shining on us, you know, that, that mm -hmm. gave us a little bit of light. And then we went and got this like vinyl backdrop made from this place that was like a local place here, mm -hmm. and you know we we made it look cool, but it was basically still us. But we had to make it look cool enough to where people actually wanted to watch it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and like I said, I mean, it was just like, it was taking that creative from music and creating music and all that sort of stuff and being oh, yeah. a show for music yeah. and then putting it on YouTube and then right. making it work for that too. 
I, think, I mean, I think we've always. I think that's a little life. different. I think that's a little different, yeah. right? That's yeah. that's you know taking what you have and making the best out of it. I think is the best way, and and maybe we're just like you know this is like a language issue, you know, of how you look at stuff and how I look at it, and we're kind sure. of getting it wrong, which is what happens in a conversation. But I think that's taking the best that you have and or whatever you have and making the best out of it. You know, I remember when I was growing up and we didn't have any kind of money, but my my mom was creative. You know, my mom and myself we were born in third world country. So everyone had to know how to sew and make clothes and stuff like that, you know. And my mom would uh, she would make stuff. <laughs> you want yeah. your kids to have clothing, you make it. There's people yeah. who literally like, oh, yeah. Do you remember? I think there was a Cosby show about that, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're into the Cosby show, but I remember there was a Cosby show that the son wanted this expensive Coogee uh, sweater and his mother made it for him. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I watched uh, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Yes. So, OK. <laughs> but, you know, it's that's a different thing. Like, yes, when you're when you're an artist, when whether you're doing music or whatever, you've got to take, if you want to make movies, you've got to take whatever you have. There's dudes who've uh, made it in the world by using their phones. When I started, I was using my phone. I still yeah. use my phone a lot, you know, so. I tell people all the time when they're like, how do you, how do you do YouTube? I'm like, dude, you have the most expensive camera in your pocket. Yeah. Just, it, it does 4K, like literally, it's yeah. a great camera. Just start with your phone. Yeah. Uh, just have something to edit with. Like if you're using an iPhone, you can use iMovie, and it's so easy to do. It literally yeah. almost does it for you. Like it's super yeah. simple. What I would what I would say is faking it till you make it is not what you are. Like I feel uh, when I saw the stuff that you guys are doing right early. I think we've known each other now for a while. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. Well, actually, this is how we got known as being on your channel, really? being on you know we like shooting and, and okay. doing all these other podcasts and do That's and, how and we do got out there. Yeah, and doing stuff with folks out there like Jaeger. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to knock any of that stuff. I think that you know, uh, there's a definite thing to that. But you guys have personalities. <laughs> you're not oh, faking. Yeah. You're not faking that you have a personality. <laughs> you're no, this. No, we, when we, I see uh, you, you're this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I see you, I the last time I, I saw you physically in person, you're walking around shirtless. I was like, this dude is the real. <laughs> He's like the real shit. <laughs> There's no man. shame. <laughs> yep. I and mean, that's, just, oh, that's I awesome. Shot a, I just shot a 50 cal with my shirt off because everybody wanted me to do it. Yeah. And, uh, People connect man, to that, though. People connect to that. The one beauty of the world is that people connect to who you are for whatever reason. Like someone thinks, oh, man, that guy reminds me of my brother or my friend or an uncle that I had or whatever it is. And I don't think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think if you add more money to the scenario, you get away from that. Uh, one of the guys in the car world that I've been looking at for a long time is Shmi. I don't know if you know Shmi. He's like this British yeah. guy. In, in, uh, he, he lives over in England, but he's got all these supercars and hypercars. And he's got a shit ton of money. And the most expensive cars, he buys them. He doesn't just like borrow stuff from people. Yeah. When the last time I saw this guy, uh, at the end of last year, at uh, I was at SEMA show. Dude was working hard, man, walking around with his camera, shooting his own stuff. And I've seen him talk about it. And he said, if I tried to hire camera people and people to, do, I think someone edit, edits his stuff. But if he tried to 
to to put a whole bunch of money into it, people wouldn't like it. They like his particular a quirky way of talking about things. I think uh what is the name? There's another guy that does a bunch of car stuff and he uses a phone. I think Doug 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 DeMuro. You know, he uses a phone and does things in his own quirky way and and that's a big person doing it. So that's I'll not I'll be honest with you, we mm-hmm. I have edited everything we've done off of my phone when we first started. Mm-hmm. And then now it's been, you know, I edit stuff now and I, I literally edit all of our videos. I post all of our videos. I say mm-hmm. basically anything online, it's me. Like I, I talk to everybody. I answer every question, I answer every comment, I, you know, whether I'm answering a comment or just putting like a heck yeah or, you know, whatever to it or thanks man or whatever. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's totally me. And that's, that's just how we've done it. And honestly, if I was to have somebody else do that for me, I feel like it would be less genuine. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. I haven't I gotten like I it. haven't gotten anyone to edit my stuff either, but I think a lot of my creativity is in my edit. So I'm Me not too. saying I'm not saying I don't want to do it. Lola and I have that conversation, but I'll be honest with you, I can make a shit ton of money from editing, more money than I make from YouTube. But I hate editing. Yeah. I've been doing I've been editing. I've been using editing software and editing and making things since I was maybe like uh before I even graduated high school. And I graduated high school at 16 years old, and I'm 50. Oh, wow. So just yeah. imagine, like, real editors make a lot of money, like, you know, $100 yeah. an hour <laughs> and above that yeah. to you edit. You used to do music and stuff, right? Huh? Yeah, I used to do music. Uh, I do the music on my channel. I'm not a musician in terms of I can't read or even play instruments. But, uh, I mean, I grew up in hip-hop, so I know how to sample the shit <laughs> out of stuff yeah. and how to program oh, yeah. and all that. Um, and I do all the music on everything that I do across these three YouTube channels. Man, you know, that's so. one thing I cannot stand is that if you go and you watch some people's YouTube channel and mm-hmm. the music that they use on YouTube, you can tell is a free thing they got off of YouTube, mm-hmm. dude. It and you see it on the same on the same like five <laughs> people's channel or whatever. Right. And it's the same song, and I'm just like, right. dude, uh, I can't I have, deal with I that. I have bought our music. Like I, I got this guy who uh, lives mm-hmm. here locally, mm-hmm. and he was in bands and stuff with me and everything like that. But he he became a better uh, producer and stuff more than band, so that's what he does now. And I have bought our music that we use in all of our videos. I bought my music from him from the time we started, and that was when we when we had nothing mm-hmm. and we had no subscribers. I still had my own music because I wasn't about to use some bullshit they found on YouTube for free. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't do it. Um, I've had YouTube give me a stri- I've had YouTube give me a strike for music that I used that I fucking produced, man. Because really? I, because uh, it's like it was a song that I did a long time ago, and um, it's on CD Baby or something. And CD Baby hit me, yeah. and I was like, "Are you people crazy? This is my wow. this is my music. <laughs> I'm the owner of this music in perpetuity." <laughs> I had a friend of mine who who has a band called DYI. Okay, it's like a hardcore band. Uh-huh. And uh, they have you know video uh, they have uh, stuff on Spotify and stuff like that. But anyway, he told me he put up a a, a Twitter not a Twitter a uh, a TikTok of the part of their video they just shot or whatever. And TikTok came back and took silenced the music on it, mm-hmm. and they put a copyright strike on it. And it's their mm-hmm. music, yeah, for their music video. And he's like, yeah. "What in the hell?" <laughs> like, so it shows the video. It's just a silent video because they took all the music off of it. It's just bots. It's just bots doing yeah. it. Um, okay, there's people. I'm ignoring everyone here. Armament and Axis wants to say hi to you. So, 
Shout I can't see any chat, so I don't know where that is. If you went to the link that I sent to you to share, if you went to that and opened it up separately without killing your internet, oh. yeah, you I would uh, you would see the chat over there on Utreon. It's on the if you go to Utreon and you look at uh, who moved my freedom, you would see the chat. It should be oh, okay. It should be there. Uh, let's yeah, see. see cool. Uh, someone wants you to open the gun safe, which that's why we're on Utreon. So we're gonna definitely show guns. Oh. Brian Quick says, gun YouTubers should raise each other up. Joe Rogan talks about that all the time with other comics. I agree with that in general. People in a lot of creative... Creative people should always raise each other up. Or people. People in all kinds of groups should always do that. I would just say that uh, personalities and egos and things like that <laughs> get in the way of that. Even with Joe Rogan. Even Joe Rogan, there's people out there that he hates... And he won't uh, have on his show or whatever. That's a human Don't being hate, thing. participate. <laughs> That's a human being thing. I'm just talking about like what I'm the conversation I'm having here is keeping it real because I remember when I started doing this, there were people like, you know, if you would just change how you dress and dress like this. If you would Dude, cut your, if you would cut your hair like had this so many people <laughs> say that to us. Like if you would wear better attire or if you wouldn't have so many tattoos and all sorts of stuff, they were like, I'm sure you would get better. And we were just no. like, man, fuck off. No, fuck that. Be yeah. you. Be you. I like who you guys are. I, I, re I remember, by the way, I don't know if it's going to make you feel uncomfortable to talk about this, but the first yeah. time you guys came on the podcast, you guys took a lot of heat because uh, actually like the whole James Yeager squad had a fatwa out on me. I don't know if you remember that. And every yeah, time you guys that. would come on, people would attack you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And these guys were like, "No, nah, fuck it. We're going to we're going to nah. we're going to we're going to roll and go on Hank's show or whatever." So I, yeah. I you know, I appreciate that. We're going to hang with whoever we want to hang with, man. Yeah. That's how that's how things are. I don't I don't believe in all that kind of like, you know, silliness. At the end of the day, if you want to have a brotherhood, you have to participate. Everybody's not going to, you know, everyone's not going to get along. That's yeah. okay. You know, I try, yeah. I, I do my best to not hate on anyone or wish anyone bad. There's enough bad in the world already. We just need to be real yeah. about our shit as much as possible without being <laughs> destructive. Dude, when, when I was in high school, like I, I, you know, I think by the time I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade, like I kind of got bullied a little bit because, mm -hmm. you know, I was a bigger guy, obviously I'm, I'm a fat guy now, um, but I was a bigger kid. And by the time I hit probably like seventh or eighth grade, I realized I could punch any of those skinny ass little motherfuckers <laughs> in the face. Yeah, and, I was just thinking, uh, yeah. and so once I did that, or once I realized I could do that and threatened to, because I never really hit anybody because I'm I'm not a big you know asshole. Mm -hmm. um, but once I threatened to, and they realized that it was not a big deal, then I realized I can be myself, and you can fuck off, and it doesn't affect me at all because I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me whether you like me or not. Yeah, and if yeah. everybody would just have that mentality, that would be the the best way. <laughs> we all. Why do we have to be the same? I don't get it. Why do I we have know, to be the man. same? I like everyone being different, man. The world is beautiful with different people. I don't yeah, want. I don't I want. I, I'm proud of being black, and 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 I'm I'm okay with people being proud of being white or whatever they are. I don't want everyone I'm in the world to be. <laughs> that's tattoos, man. That's tats. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is, look, I don't want everyone in the world to be white. I don't want everyone in the world to be black. I don't want everyone to be the same in the world. Even the people I don't agree with, I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with them being in the world. I think it's the part where you try to like go out and destroy other people because they don't agree with you, 
And I'm not just talking yeah. about people on the other political side of the spectrum from us. I'm talking about people who are around us, you know, <laughs> that like, oh, I'm going to blacklist this person. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, you know, all that kind of nonsense because someone's not conforming to what they think, you know, should be done or the way they think shit, things should be done. Yeah, it comes it comes back to the whole thing of you do you and I'll do me and there should be no problem. You, you shouldn't have a problem with me doing what I want to do and I shouldn't have a problem with you doing what you want to do. No. If you want to do whatever you want to do, that's fine. As long as you're not hurting anybody or it has anything to do with kids, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it, so like in, in our world, in the gun world, um, I don't see people like as competition. And I'm no, not, I don't there's, there's, I never there's, have. There's people way better than me. Dude, I've never been to talk to everybody. That's the, that's been yeah. my whole thing from the time we started. I've just been like, dude, who can we talk to? Who can we go and say hang out with? Like, right. yeah. That's why I go to these events, like the like the shoots and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't go shoot guns. You know how many guns we shoot? We shoot guns all the time. <laughs> I go when I go to shoot, events, I don't shoot a lot of guns. I it's not that I don't want to shoot the guns. It's like that's not why I'm there, really. You know, I could go we in my backyard and shoot guns. Mm-hmm. We flew to the Gundies in in February. And I think I shot I shot the mutant because I did it without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. I shot the the mutant from CMMG without a shirt. Yeah, I mean and that that's is awesome. the only gun that I shot <laughs> in the last three days. The three days I was there, that's the only gun that I shot. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. The mutant is freaking so, fantastic. It's amazing. I, lo- I love it. Yeah, yeah. But that's the that's the, I mean when I go to these things, it's to hang out with people, it's to connect and to hang and to talk and to you know do that kind of stuff. It has nothing to do with with guns for me. Uh, you know, it may be different for some people, but for me, I can no, do that at my house. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I want to take that opportunity when you actually see people in person to figure out, you know, like, who are they? Where where are they at? Can you can you connect to that person as a human being? Um, one of the things in our world and I think in a lot of a lot of worlds is the same way is the thing about drinking. Right. And I'm not knocking drinking, but in the gun world, for example, especially in the past, in order to do stuff with the other gun people, you had to get really drunk. You have to go to the bar, <laughs> buy everybody drinks, get get real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and, but, I, but I think a lot gets lost in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was my problem in, like, hip-hop, man. I, it's like everyone got high, got drunk, got on ecstasy, and then couldn't do shit. Yeah. You know, I've I've so. never really been a, a big drinker. Like, uh, I, I'll go and hang out with people. Like Small Josh, he can't even drink because he's type one diabetic. Oh man, so he can't drink at yeah. all. And yeah. uh, did we used to drink when we were younger? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. do we now? No, not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, we yeah. hang out and you know yeah. talk gonna, about stuff when we do anything else. We're gonna take another break. We'll be right back. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. And by the way, by the way, you can open the safe. You know, oh, there you go. Boom! The safe is open, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so what the hell? I don't know what you guys want to see in there. I guess we'll have to take requests. Yeah. Shooting Gallery, Eddie, says, I've gained a lot of knowledge being on shows like this 
and Josh's and, and others, we're all in the same team. For sure, man. I think that we're not, we, we shouldn't be competing with each other. Everyone has a different destiny here and everyone in life goes up and down. Like no one should, I, I try to tell my kids all this all the time. You can't win every day. Life is not about that. If you were constantly yep. winning or constantly losing, life would be horrible. You know, typically there's like uh, between the all the way up and all the way down, you know, as a human being, you're constantly vacillating between those two points. And if you want to live an even life, you've got to have some rules, <laughs> you yeah, know, that you live sure. by. And, um, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that that I go with, man. Like we shouldn't always be up when we get up. You know, you celebrate it a little bit. I don't think you should over-celebrate anything and then move on. And when you're down, you pick yourself up and you, you keep moving. And, uh, you know, I think everything will be okay. So uh, he also says, Shooting Gallery, and he says, I will admit there is a clicky nature in the industry, but for the most part, we're all great people at the end of the day. Yeah, human beings. I was actually kind of worried about that because in music – you mm -hmm. dealt with that. You dealt with the bands that stuck with each other, the bands that played with each other, the bands mm -hmm. that wanted to open for each other, that kind of thing. They stuck to that. So when we started doing this, I think the first time we went to, uh, what was it? I think it was in Dallas when we went to the NRA show in Dallas. And um, mm -hmm. I, I went there and uh, Johnny from, uh, you know, 180 Second Ideas then, mm -hmm. but, you know, mm -hmm. Johnny Appalachian now. Mm -hmm. um, he was the first dude to be like, "Hey, Black Diamond Guns of Gear," and we were just like, "Oh, that dude knows our name." Like mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't know that. You know, mm -hmm. he was way bigger than we were at the time, and mm -hmm. uh, I mean, still is. But you know, yeah, people would kind of open the open the doors with us with open arms, like mm -hmm. you did. I mean, we we walked up to you at NRA, and I was just like, <laughs> I think, I think I actually remember because Josh was kind of. Uh, embarrassed when i did it but we were walking by and i was just uh -huh. like hey can i just yell at you really loud and you just turned around and looked at me and i was i just i kind of waved like this and you just kind of went like this and so mm -hmm. i came over and just started talking to you and i think you invited me on the show then so i was okay. like that's cool yeah so that's yeah. how you get shit done like mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't uh anything everybody was open arm everybody mm -hmm. was open arms to me i mean so i think that's what you can't be afraid to get out there and just and just you know put it out there because and you never know what's gonna happen. You know what I think? Um, like you're talking about Johnny B, and I think he's a cool. I think he's a cool guy. I really I really like him. Right now, probably he might rub some people the wrong way because they don't. Maybe they don't get his humor. <laughs> Maybe. whatever it is he's he's very intelligent so i thought he was gay when i first met him i'll be honest <laughs> i i like him i like him uh i think he's uh i think he's a very intelligent guy but, but <laughs> to, to be fair he was doing like the gun drama johnny when i first yeah met i mean him. come on he had so, a feather boa but, but that, 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 that character was totally like a little flamboyant yeah. so i yeah. was like yeah. eh, maybe he is maybe uh, who but knows? I, and it doesn't matter. Wife, uh, the last week or two, like when he uh -huh. came down to the OP, the, the OP just did. Mm -hmm. I met his wife, so I know he ain't gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, some people got hot beards out there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he's just, he just, he's just different, and which is cool. But the thing I was going to say about it is, I think a lot of times when the the you know there's weirdness going on, it's because of not necessarily so let's say someone's looking at johnny right or they're looking at you or they're looking at me and they're like 
I don't like this person. It's not really because yeah. of us. It's because of that person in, you know, their whole personality, who they are. Everyone has to be like them. So when they see people who are different, they, they can't function like that. You know, they don't sure. they don't know how to interpret that. And that's a problem that they're the ones who need to figure that out and, and you know, work their shit out. So, yeah, um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Were you, did you see a comment or something that you wanted? to? Uh, I was just saying, uh, Armit Naxxis, he said we met Josh, Josh, NRA, NRA AM 19 and many others. And, yeah, I, that's where I've met most of everybody that I've, I've come to hang out with, too, man. Yeah. And not only that, I, the IB88 shoot is where I meet everybody at. I mean, yeah. everybody who's anybody is in that place. And if, if you're a content creator, that's, that is the cool thing about Eric, too. Eric's a really cool guy, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, he, he holds his arms open to anybody that is willing mm-hmm. to come out and do whatever. Like, I think he's, you know, doesn't matter how big or small you are. You know, you could have, you know, 10,000 subscribers, have no subscribers, and he's going to offer you to come out and do some videos with you or whatever, you know. Like, he's mm-hmm. just uh, he's just that kind of guy. And I think that's the reason why he puts on, well, I mean, other than other reasons, that's the reason why he puts on, you know, stuff like this. I mean, so he can meet people and everything. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure that, you know, they make I think good it's a, too, I think but. it's a deliberate thing on Eric's part to make sure that he's giving back. Now, obviously, you know. Yeah. There's a benefit. There's a benefit for the old sure, IV eighty eight crew, but there should be. I mean, I don't. Absolutely. I don't really know anyone else doing exactly what they're doing. Although there's other stuff Dude, going any, on. For anybody to say, I watch all your content for free, mm-hmm. and you should never get paid for it, or you should never get anything out of it. Nuts. It's retarded. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you um, can say that word anymore, but we say it all the time, and it's retarded. Right. Yeah, I think it's nuts. And and I think that uh, people maybe don't understand that. I think once again, you know, Eric is his own person. He's uh, really nerdy. I don't know if everyone realizes that. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's at a lot of times when you have people on a very high level of intelligence, they have these kinds of personality quirks. Uh, I grew up people in my family are high, very high level intelligence people. I'm probably the dumbest one. And then also the one that's the most social. (laughs) Typically, typically high intelligence people are not very social or it doesn't seem like they're very social just because the way that their brain is functioning. But, yeah, I think he, you know, as a person, he's one of those folks out there that is deliberately trying to help people out. And that's a good thing. And I also like the idea of other people like I, I went to the gathering and I know there's a. There's lots of other different things going on, and I encourage that because I appreciate those small events more than I used yeah. to love NRAM, but I don't do it anymore because I just don't really yeah. want to deal with the NRA. And um, I yeah. like I like I mean, a lot of people put it. A lot mm-hmm. of people have a stand on that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. You should have stuff that you stand for, and that's mm-hmm. that's totally okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that you should, but there are smaller things out there, like you said the. Opie and the Smokies just literally put on his own event that he did called Naughty After Dark. He's totally into night vision and stuff right now. Oh, cool. So what he wants to do is to make it to where people in East Tennessee, he put it on in Sweetwater. And Mm -hmm. you bought – it's pretty much like a camping slash day shoot slash night shoot. So you got to pay like – I think it was like 150 bucks, and you could bring your camper out there on this huge piece of property. Mm. And you could could camp out there for three days long while they did shoots every day, you know, Mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Uh, during the daytime, it was regular shooting. At nighttime, they had you know night vision shooting. And if you didn't have nods, you could 
you know, participate and, and play with some that people had there. There was also vendors there, so you could play with their stuff. Like, it was very, very cool. And I think that that thing is just going to kick off, and it will be as big as IBA at one, at one time mm-hmm. because there was, there was probably at least 200 people there mm-hmm. just on Saturday that I was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was awesome, man. Uh, I think we, we need more of that next time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was going on. I probably, to be honest with you, would not have been there just because, like, I've actually cut back on a lot of stuff in the last yeah in the last little while here, just because there was a whole bunch of craziness going on over here on yeah. our end. Not nothing bad. It's just that we spent a lot of money like fixing up my property uh, and different things around here, and sure. uh, I was like, oh yeah. I am not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah, because you know I got bills. Like I literally had to build a garage over here uh, for my for for some of the cars because uh, squirrels were eating wires and things like that. You know, I live out in yeah. the country, so yeah, you know, yeah, it's real, it's real nature out here. So I cut back for that reason, and you know, at the same time, it's really kind of crazy. Like we were talking about in the beginning, for me to keep up with all these channels. Yeah. Um, well, my brain is not uh, it's, resting it's that much. It's a lot to it. And I, yeah. I, I'm at the point now to where I'm, I'm being picky on what I go to. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just because it's the way of the times, man. Like, yeah, but, you know, uh, but, but I think a certain we, number of things. Yeah. There's but, so, there's only so much you could go to. What I was going to say to you though, I really think that we need more and more stuff. And if there's any way that I can like help anyone that's putting on an event, if I can help them, you know, like if they want to come on this show and talk to 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 the group of people that that actually watch this, I'd be happy to do it because I like that. I know yeah. Babyface would love the uh, like a a nods outing like that where he could he's big into uh, yeah you know night vision and stuff like that. So that really sounds yeah. sounds like fun. As far as I know, he is going to do it every year, okay. and he, his his judgment on it was the fact that. Uh, if it did anything this year, and it most certainly did. I mean, we had at least, I would say there was at least 200 people there on Saturday, mm-hmm. and everybody bought a ticket. So, I mm-hmm. mean, like, he knows how many people was there. I don't, but he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's basically, he said if it did a certain amount, he was going to, you know, continue to do, do it again. every year, and okay. I think he will, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and um, I'm trying to think who else is doing stuff that I could talk about. I don't know if I could talk about every single thing that is going on out there, but I know that there a lot are of people say that they think that the Gundy's is like a uh, pretentious or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like patting yourself on the back or whatever. But I think it's a cool event. Like it's something to get away mm-hmm. from the norm and, and, and mm-hmm. to poke fun at almost at what we're doing because we're giving ourselves a plastic trophy. I mean, it's, well, I'm not giving myself anything. I'm not winning anything from there. But yeah. Have you ever won you know, a Gundy? Like, have you, ever, did you guys ever win a Gundy? No, we've been, we went, and we got nominated, but we never, we never won anything. <laughs> you know what? It's a I popularity think the, contest, man, yeah. and we're, we're just not that popular. I get a lot of negative feedback from, from people about the Gundies, but I know the guys who put on the Gundies, um, yeah. and we've had them here on the show and everything, and I've been out to the Gundies, and I can't argue anything Dude, that you're saying. Anytime I Ben asks me to do something that, he's gonna, that he really wants me to do, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's the reason why we went. I knew we weren't going to win anything. That wasn't the point. The mm-hmm. point was, Ben was like, I'd like to have y'all here, so we came. I mean, that was it. But how how will we... So, okay, here's my argument to everyone that doesn't like the Gundys. And I get it, because people say, oh, well, you know, they're getting you, they're getting your info because they're getting you to vote. And that's... I, I think that the Gundys guys covered that. They said, hey, 
we're not going to overuse this info we're getting from people. And but, by the way, we all want you know, the ability to communicate with an audience out there. So there's nothing wrong with that being valuable. In other words, people's email is valuable. I've got an email list. Other people have it. I don't own any of this stuff. So how do I communicate with folks out there? Email is the easiest way. It's not cheap. The more emails you what have, the more expensive. YouTube or something like that just blocks off everything that has to do with guns. Then what? You're going to appreciate being on a being on an email list. Yeah. And somebody being like, look, this is what's happening. Right, exactly. So I think it's a valuable thing, but those guys, I think, covered that. They said, hey, we're not going to overuse this, you know, that we've got rules and everything. And I believe that. I'm on their list. I, I don't see a ton of emails and stuff like that coming from them, so I'm, um, I'm good with that thing. My other thing to them is is about it, I think people say, well, hey, you know, um, only the big creators are going to win this because you've got to move a massive amount of people to get out there and vote for you. And that's true. So I think that's probably how it's going to play out. Maybe not necessarily the biggest creators, but the people who really work for it. Because if you, you could have 10 million subscribers, 10 million people aren't going to go vote for you. You've got to get people to actually do that. This one guy that um, I started watching when he had, um, I think he had maybe 7,000 subscribers. Um I don't remember the name of his channel, what it was then. I know what it's called now. It's called One Shot TV. I I liked watching his stuff because he was doing a lot of ammo reviews and he was doing a lot of ballistic stuff. So that's the reason why I was into it. And he makes great videos just as far as like him being him on his videos. Um, and so I, I kept watching him over time. He changed his name to One Shot TV after a period of time. I think once he got like 10 or 11,000 or something like that. I can't remember what happened. But anyway, he can't even remember what it was. But um, <laughs> you so serious? He, he changed it. <laughs> yeah, because I talked to him. He was at the Gundy's this past year, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the first time I met him. But I, you know, we had been talking, you know, on on Instagram and stuff like that before. And I, he had done everything himself, kind of like us. He he didn't have any help from anybody as far as like uh, being on like a Leviathan or something like that. So uh, you know, he's been on shows and stuff, kind of like we did. You know, we're kind of on here we're on we like shooting we're on you know all these other places mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's basically done it himself and so he's went from you know nine or ten thousand subscribers now he's up to like 175 or something like that so he's up mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and uh he got nominated at the gundies because i think i think i'm i nominated him and I, i'm pretty sure somebody else did too but um he got on there got to the top four and he was actually at the Gundy's and he was actually going to win. Like I, I thought he was going to win. I can't remember who actually took it. I think it was a uh, autumn's armory, I think, mm-hmm. but she won it last year. And I personally think if you're going to win breakout creative year, you shouldn't win it twice in a row. Cause then you're not broke out. You've already broke out. Yeah. That doesn't so, make sense. But, I don't like how that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so autumn won it last year uh-huh. and then she won it again this year, but he should have won it this year because he, he really did break out and he was a nobody man. He, he didn't, like I said, did all this shit himself. Mm-hmm. And but now he, he signed with Leviathan now, and uh, he's just doing doing content, man. And mm-hmm. he, he makes great content. You should look him up. One Shot TV, he's a really cool guy. One Shot TV, okay. You know, I think so. I know that people have an issue with that, but my my response around all the things of that people have issues with, I think, would be how how are we going to get this? You know, this thing has to grow. I think that uh, the Gundy's has a long way to grow 
but how are you going to build it? It's going to take money to do it. Organizations, companies have to get behind it. I know uh, yeah. Brownells plays a big part in that. But they've got to build... Brownells plays a big part in everything. <laughs> a lot of stuff, yeah, a lot of stuff. So they've got to build all of that, right, in order to make it happen. And I just, I don't think they're fully baked in. I think there are some things that they need to figure out. But how do you figure that out, right? If you want to have yeah. a better system of how people actually uh, get these things, you have to build something first. You know, it's not, it's just, we can't just sit here and wish for it. Someone has to go yeah. out and do it and actually make it work and then, f or figure out where the hell the money comes from to do it. Yeah. You know I personally think that, they, like, they've had the, the drive tanks, whatever, for the past two years. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that they are bigger than where they're at. I don't think they're going to have enough to hold it next year. I think they're going to have to go somewhere else. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, that would so, be interesting to see. So It is growing, in my opinion, I think. And, uh, you know, I have talked to other people, and they said the same thing. People yeah, say that again. I think you just touched your ear, so you, you there was, like, a weird noise. I was saying that may or may not have talked to other people from other places that said the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, some inside info, I guess, coming out there. I but hope they get, I I hope they get bigger. So. Yeah, I hope yeah. they get bigger. I hope they figure out how to do this. I hope they come up with a different system. I think it's good to get the folks out there that are looking at the stuff involved and then maybe figure out a way to have some kind of committee or something of how of exactly how this all happens or figure out a way to i don't know man use like crypto or something to give everyone like one vote you yeah, know yeah um and so that way we'll have a real community and everyone could have a vote in there and then certain things like people can't win the same thing over and over again it's kind they of can't sad. i think yeah. that is something that has to not happen because that, that right there is just like that's just showing you that it's like it is definitely a <laughs> Well, also, for example, yeah. like somehow we got uh, nominated for something and I think I didn't go because I had some other, I think a, a van thing was going on, but, um, and I'll be honest with you, man, I got to do the van stuff because I need the money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go do the van stuff because there's money in them dark hills. Mm -hmm. There's gold. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do that. But in the category that I was in, you, I don't know, you guys are probably, it was like 40 or 60 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this yep. is crazy. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, every year we are in Breakout Creative the Year, and I'm like, how many times can we be in that same category? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but I think they'll work it out, man. Nothing's perfect when it starts up, and we just need to have some patience with that, and and yeah. let these I think it's good though. I, like I was saying though, I think it's good, and I, I think that there needs to be more things like that. Yeah, uh, just like just like Opie's event, the Naughty After Dark. I think there needs to be more of that, like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. He's starting to build it. He's he's got an Instagram for it, Naughty After Dark. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just telling you about it. Mm -hmm. um, Naughty After Dark on Instagram, Facebook, and then mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty sure Opie's Instagram got zucked. So I think his Instagram is actually different now. Yeah. Um. um but, I. I don't know. I don't, you know what? I honestly, I do get on social media and everything like that, but it's all a blur to me, man. You know, yeah. like I'll go so on many. social, huh? So many of them. So yeah. many different. <laughs> I'll go yeah. on and post stuff and then I'll just get out because there's just too much stuff going on. So I know there's a lot of crap going on. We're going to take this break. We're going to come back and talk about what's going on with the range. Okay.
We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. All right, so what's that? What are you messing around with over there? This is... CMMG Banshee and nine millimeter. Oh, very nice. I thought that was a CMMG. Four inch barrel, I think. Four and a half inch. Wow. Yeah, that looks good. Take block mags. Mm-hmm. So is this yeah. a? It's it's a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technically, right now. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Yeah, at this moment, looks good. What else you want to like pull? It. Yeah, it looks good. I think it looks good, man. I like CMMG stuff. I like what they do. Over there, I so. really like CMG a lot. Uh, yeah, they and, and, you know we've bought several different other uh, their ARs and pistols, and mm-hmm. they just uh, make great products, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they're I think they're uh, I think they're good folks as well. And uh, I know we've had Mike on, and we've spoken to them, and yeah. you know, uh, I, I think that they're one of the folks out there that's paying attention to, to what's happening. And I think there are more and more people in the gun industry that are paying attention to what's happening and trying to figure this all out. And, and I wish when we had some of these get togethers and all that, that not that we do less shooting. I think when you have these things, the shooting is for the folks out there who don't get to get their hands on the guns, but I wish the people behind the scenes would spend more time talking to each other and planning. You know, I think yeah. we could all do so much more and be so much more powerful. The people who are plotting against us get together and make plans to destroy us. And we don't make yeah. plans on how we're going <laughs> to counteract 100%. their shit. <laughs> 100%. It's just like in, in politics, man. Like once we have, you know, the technically right in, you know, in the house or whatever, or have like in control or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we do not do stuff offensively. We always are playing, you know, the on the defensive mm-hmm. when we should put a lot more offensive moves out there. Yeah, absolutely. Cruise Man says CMMG is cool, just not in my price range. It's expensive, but you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm saving my shekels to do to do some stuff with them. I like the five yeah. seven. And Cruise Man uh, says he watches a one shot TV too. Oh, cool. Okay. Um. So yeah. So let's see. Tell us about the range while you take some stuff out of the safe here. So I know um, this saga started a couple of years ago. You might want to catch people up with what's how that all. So basically, this is what's happened. So uh, you know, I would say going on October twenty one, no October twenty. Um, I, I had built this range on my property for me to shoot at privately by myself. Just so happens, I do YouTube videos also. So we shot a bunch of videos down there. Actually, uh, on the course of our channel, I've only got 16 videos on the course of 300 plus videos uh, that we've shot down here at this range. Uh, but anyway, I have a neighbor that, and if if you look at our property, it's basically set up to where our, our property lines with a, like a ridge on top of a hill. We live out in the country in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and awesome, on the other awesome side place of that to live. Hill, uh-huh. yeah, right. 
I, I want to be as far away from people as possible. <laughs> uh, the bad part about it is you have shitty internet. But anyway. I agree 100%, man. <laughs> so, uh, the, but, the, this internet we're on here is internet, is uh, mobile internet, and I'm spending like big car money <laughs> to do it. But got it. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I just went and got a uh, T Mobile uh, internet thing today to try it to see if it works. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so if you could get that 5g, man, if you could get that 5g, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. 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 I had to put my two cents. It, it works. T-Mobile works great. I have all of these. I have all of these T-Mobile T-Mobile works great. If you have 5g close to you, do you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do in Knoxville and stuff like that. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It works great on 5g. So, um, sometimes I have a T-Mobile thing and sometimes if, if our phone devices, we've used up everything, I'll actually drive the van because I'm in the van. I don't know if I was broadcasting from the van the last time you were on. Uh, uh, yes, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think you so, just started it. Yeah, this is this is the van. I'm in the van, so you can see all this equipment and everything. But the van is literally on and running. That's what you guys see that light up there. So just hmm. as a look around here at me in the van. So, yeah. But I'll just I'll just pick up and drive out there if I need to if things get really rough. Anyway, I'm cutting you I, off, so go back. I have a buddy of mine that lives mm-hmm. like uh, in a neighborhood, like you know, in town and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has fiber internet, so if right. I have a video that's Bastard. Like 20 minutes long, I'll just drive to his house and in his in his uh, driveway with my laptop and upload a, a video in two minutes, basically. I've done that with Babyface, man. Babyface <laughs> is in Gainesville. He's got yeah. that fiber. I hate him. <laughs> it looks it looks so good on the internet though. Oh yeah, man. No, it's awesome. We 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 can't get fi- there like so I don't know about you, but I'm guessing you're the same. They ran fiber optic lines all over the country. Like I've got one right outside. You can always yeah. tell because it has those white plastic poles that has an orange mm-hmm. top on it. That's fiber optic. Mm-hmm. So if For you whatever have reason the, I can't get it. Well, if you have those there um, that is fiber optic, and it means in the future they can connect it. The thing is, is that the industry is waiting to – they um, installed all of that around the country because they got money from the government, and they're not okay. going to finish those connections until they get more money from the government, So, which is wow. basically us. So you know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all right. So two years ago, you, you, you guys oh, – okay. so, you started uh, this whole saga with the range, and you um, yeah. you know, you Long had a neighbor. The neighbor was just like, I don't, I don't like you guys. I don't like you guys shooting. I mean, that's period. That's all it was to it. Um, I would, I would, I would tell you things that happened before that. So basically, before we even moved out here, we had you know family that lived on this land. We would ride four wheelers and just like hang out, have bonfires, shoot guns, that kind of thing, because we're out in the country. And uh, and even then, she, uh, the neighbor was like, uh, you can't be riding uh, four wheelers up here on this ridge because it's it, Basically, her ridge connects to our ridge on the hill, and uh, she was like, "You can't be riding uh, four wheelers up here because it's too loud and bothering my horses." <laughs> we were just like, "Right, that's your twenty acres on the other side yeah. of the hill. You do what you want. Yeah, we're doing stuff on our side. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so it, it, it was even from that point. Like it's, it's just been everything like that. So, but so when we started shooting down here, we would shoot on the weekends because, like I said before. We that run the YouTube channel have forty-hour jobs. We can't do this all week long. Mm-hmm. I wish we could, and yeah. I wish we could afford to do it all week long. Yeah, dude, can't. you know how much money and ammo. <laughs> so you'd have you to know, get three jobs. 
Yeah. They're saying, you know, oh, they shoot all the time. They shoot 24 hours a day. And I'm just like, have you seen a night a nighttime video on our on our channel? Never. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't ever shoot past like 4 or 5 o'clock because by that time we're ready to go in and <laughs> do whatever, you know. Yeah. We're out there, you know. We might get to the range at like 10 or 11 o'clock. But even in the country, there's a, even in the country, you've got noise. So like where I live, um, there's a noise ordinance that starts at 10. Why would I be out shooting at 10 unless some, some, someone would have to be going down something. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think ours is 11 o'clock, but still, I mean, like why, why would I be out there if I hadn't, there's no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, now do I have the right to do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, should I, should I, you know, if I want to, but basically Long story short, she is taking me to court uh, for shooting on my own property in Tennessee. Now, in Tennessee, people have went to court and been sued for shooting on somebody else's property that they've trespassed on. Mm-hmm. But never in the, in the history of Tennessee has anybody been to court mm-hmm. about shooting on their own property. Mm-hmm. So basically, because I have a business license and I have a YouTube channel, she is trying to find a workaround by saying that I run a commercial range because I make money off of YouTube videos. And the reason why she's trying to find that workaround is because in our county, we have what is called the Range Protection Act. Mm-hmm. And it protects everybody that's in the county. So basically, anybody that lives in the county, doesn't matter how big or size your property is, you can shoot outside on your property. Uh, you don't have to build a berm. You don't have to do anything as long as basically I'm, I'm being really short about it, but it's basically as long as you are being safe about it and not shooting anybody mm-hmm. and not hitting uh, anybody else's property, you're protected by noise ordinance and all that sort of stuff. Like you're yeah, now, wouldn't you, problems. wouldn't you be a business only if people had to pay you to come to your range or if Maybe. you had like a parking lot or, you know, yes. so, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. because of that, in, in that Range Protection Act, it protects everybody in the country that shoots on a property except mm-hmm. commercial ranges. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's like, oh, well, he's got a business license. He's a commercial range. That's what I'm yeah. going to say to try to get them to stop. Right, so right. we have uh, basically – she she did it at the, at the right time, man, because in – uh, let's see, it was October 20. It was right when COVID was getting big mm-hmm. and uh, basically – it took a whole year for it to clear out to where we could actually get into court and then actually getting the stuff that we needed to prove that I'm not running a commercial range by the zoning commission and all this sort of stuff, which we have and everything. Um, it's saying that we're not running a commercial, uh, a commercial range. And so basically now we've been able to get back into court and go to this court date. And, you know, we had a, a GoFundMe up uh, paying for like uh, attorney's fees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, if it wasn't for those people that gave to me from hearing about it on your show and other shows, mainly your show, um, dude, I, I wouldn't have been able to pay the, that attorney off and, and actually get it to where it was today. And to be honest with you, uh, I know, are you still uh, associated with U.S. Law Shield? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would not be doing what I'm doing right now and not have a court date right now if it wasn't for U.S. Law Shield because okay. the guy that was that did the court first – the guy that I had to pay a bunch of money to, I basically couldn't afford him anymore because I was like, I, I can't afford to pay you three fifty an hour or whatever and have you working on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically I had to cut ties with that guy and I, I went to U.S. Law Shield and I was like, look, we've been uh, – you've sponsored us for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have been members of your stuff for a long time. 
um, so can you help us with this? And they said, yes, we will take it up. So they gave me a free lawyer basically oh, cool. to do this case with. So mm-hmm. U.S. Law Shield is something I will never get rid of. I mean, I I, I, I sell a bunch for them because I tell them the truth how it is. Mm-hmm. It's cheap and they basically don't, you know, pull you over the coals. Like, I mean, they're just, they're just great. It's a great company. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been to U.S. Law Shield, go do it and subscribe or do it for like, you know, ten ninety five a month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so how, so, uh, sorry to cut you off here, but I'm curious why this hasn't been kicked out. Well, uh, I don't know. And uh, okay. I, I can't, I can't figure out the reason why it wasn't kicked out when they first brought it in, because we have the range protection act here in this County. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we went in there, the first date we went in, it was for a hearing on the injunction that they wanted to put on it uh, until it was resolved. So the injunction was basically to tell me whether I can and cannot shoot at my property until this is resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the injunction that they put on it was basically like they had the, the person that is taking the court had a crazy idea of what they wanted. Like he, he said, you know, for the injunction, you know, you come mm-hmm. back with what you guys think you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll take their idea of what they're willing to do. And if, you know, if we can, uh, you know, come together on terms or whatever, then we'll do that. If not, then I'll give my ruling. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, mine was basically, I'm not doing anything wrong. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not changing anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hers was basically like, uh, you can shoot from, you know, Monday and Tuesday from like one o'clock to two thirty, uh, Thursday and Friday from like 12 to three, Saturday from 11 to 2, like, and you can't shoot anything bigger than 45 ACP. Like, it was like something. What, what was, does, it was yeah. Yeah. What does that even matter? Like, these are all crazy. Yeah. It, it was nuts. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. the judge was cool and he was like, well, I'm not going to do that either. That's real stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, for, for them not to, you know, impede on my Second Amendment rights, mm-hmm. he said, you know, I'm not going to tell you you can't shoot on your property because you totally can. Uh, but. I don't want you, this is what was so weird. He was like, I don't want you to do what you were doing before. And I guess like we've had companies out here shooting like full auto, like Duramag came out here and they shot, you know, full auto uh, commercial we did out here or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that he means like he didn't want me shooting full auto out here. And uh, he also said in there that they didn't want me to uh, shoot guns on the property for, for use of profit, which basically means if I was technically, I think this is what they're trying to do. If I uh, shoot a YouTube video out there and it's monetized and I make money off of it, that's what he didn't want to have. So this was just an injunction, though, to be clear, until everything gets sorted out. It's not forever. It's what it's right. like the parameters that they're trying to set while th- this yeah. is all getting worked out. Okay. Yeah, and it was never going to go to court unless we did something about it. So yeah. we were trying to get the things together that we needed to prove that I wasn't running a commercial range. And when we finally did that, it took two years. But when we finally did that, now it's time but to you know this is this is a lot so this whole idea of what's happening here is a lot like uh you know a a, a woman is on OnlyFans and she's using her apartment to shoot OnlyFans videos and someone doesn't <laughs> exactly. like it and then they say guess what you can't shoot these OnlyFans videos in your yeah. apartment until we get this sorted out what the fuck exactly exactly what, so what are we talking about <laughs> this is this is somebody trying to be controlling on mm-hmm. somebody's personal property, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's totally. Ridiculous. And, and how do you get back two years? How do you get back two exactly. years of your life? Exactly. Yeah, 
at the end of this, if you win, which I'm going to assume that you're going to win, but we'll see. When is your court date? It is this Thursday. This Thursday. Okay. When you win, (laughs) you know. Oh, no, it's going to happen. When you win, are they giving you back two years? Uh, If I can find out some way to make them do that, yes. Okay. I will. I will try to do everything I can to make sure that I get something for that back. But I, if there is something I can do, I will do it. Basically. So in uh, you guys are in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, are they going to make her pay your legal bills or what? <laughs> uh, I tried to ask for that, and I don't uh-huh. know if that I can. Okay. I can speak about it to be honest with you. All right. So what is your? But, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's possible. I don't think I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, if there's anything I can do, I don't, I will do it I don't think you. I don't think you're going to get it back. To be honest, I I uh, look forward to you winning, but, but I don't know I how you get you it is, back. Mm-hmm. As I basically gave this woman two years of silence, mm-hmm. you better best believe. Oh yeah, that that will be no more. Yeah, I'll just be setting off fireworks, and it'll be crazy. She's gonna have to Dude, move. I, if we yeah, if we do it this Thursday and I win this Thursday this weekend, we are having a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring, bring the biggest, loudest gun you can bring. You start doing your own event every year, dude. I'm thinking about it. I'm serious. This is crazy. How do you get back two years? They should have solved know, all of this for you. You know, at some point, I would have said, it like, what's going on? Out when they brought this crazy uh, thing in here to begin with. It shouldn't right. have kicked out the day that she brought it in. Yeah. Telling someone in a, in the state of Tennessee that they can't shoot on their own property and they're denied the Second Amendment rights for two years. Like, I mean, come on, man. This has got to be – there has to be some kind of compensation at the end of this. This woman can't be allowed because she could kick this all over again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's why I have to win this because this sets precedent for anybody in Tennessee, especially in the state of Tennessee, but anybody – in any state that has laws like we do, this sets precedent for everybody. Because if this sets and and I, and I win this or whatever, then that's going to set it for everybody to say, you know, uh, I guess th- this will be the case that they look at and be like, well, because this happened, you know, this is this is bullshit and you can't do this. It's a lot of pressure, man. I know you got big shoulders, but you know, it's yeah. it is a lot of pressure. It really sucks. I I hate the fact that this has gone on all this time. And to be honest yeah. with you, in my mind, until you hit me up, I was like, there's no way this is still going on. This oh, can't yeah. be. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's very, I think it's one of the reasons, like here, I didn't know about Tennessee here in Florida, we were voting. We are voting today, primaries. Um, yeah. And I encourage people to get out there and vote. Uh, I know, here, I'll share this real quick. Uh, I went out and voted. Boom, there you go. There you uh, go. Voted sticker uh, on there for everyone. On that's a five seven. Yeah, that's on a rock. PSA uh, oh. recently sent us that rock. We're gonna do. I haven't even shot it yet, to nice. be honest with people. So, um, but yeah, see, look, I got my pen and my sticker, and everything right there. Now they give you the pen, man. This pen is not even reused. You they're know? just like, oh, you're not with the area. You can have that. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're doing that. I guess it's we like don't. A, we don't want your cooties. Yeah, exactly. It's like a COVID rule. Like everyone has to get their own pen. Whoever, whatever Chinese company is making these damn pens, Josh, they are getting rich off of America from these freaking pens. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're that, not getting rid of them. Yeah, that we're just buying these pens. So Thursday, um, any like, can you tell us anything from the lawyer? Uh, that looks like... Uh, it's a dagger. Yeah, that looks like the dagger. 
How do you li- do? You like it? Not like it? What do you think about it? I really like it. We actually haven't done a video on it yet. I've shot it a bunch, and I really like it. It's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very popular. The dagger is. I've been around the country, man. People are loving the dagger. Uh, we did Dude, some stuff for with the it price. You can't beat it. Yeah, PSA is changing shit with what they're building, man. Even the rock, you can get uppers, barrels. <laughs> yeah. Someone's someone's gonna make a carbine out of that that five seven, uh, and I hope so. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting, you know, for or, or uh, they, well, I think they're gonna be doing it, obviously. So we'll see. We're taking a break. We're gonna come right back here. Uh, in a couple seconds, and boom. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran-owned and with over 20 years' experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. Um, <laughs> I just had this thought, man. Like, uh, when all of this goes through, I don't know if you saw, uh, Dodge has this, like, uh, Daytona Banshee coming out, this electric, uh, uh quote unquote muscle car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it has, it makes these fake noises. You should call them up and see if you could get some of these fake noise machines. <laughs> <laughs> just set them out all night. Yeah, man, just have something out there that's just, like, going the whole time. Like, record some uh, four-wheeler noises, you know. Yeah. Just have that on. I, I don't know. I just, like I said, just the silence will be no more, for sure. <laughs> um, did someone see a bullpup in your in your safe over there? I see someone said no, bullpup. No, I don't, I, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, what you hate bullpups? I'm yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. I, I, oh, okay. I don't like them mainly because of my beard. Oh, oh, okay. What your your beard gets caught in uh, bullpups? Okay. Yep. Okay. And and I don't like the blast in the face. I I don't like it. Right. Yeah. There's a it's a it's a different thing. It's a different thing. I think in some yeah. cases people are dealing you know with it. So I I just like them for the cool factor. So what, yeah. what did you take something else out of there? Let's show some some uh, guns here for a second. What did did you just take something else out of the safe for? No, I don't have anything. I put it, I actually put it up actually. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna show off my Chris Vector twenty two. Oh, wait. Okay, what you got? I just picked this up. Uh, this is a uh, radical firearms. Okay. Uh, Radical Firearms AR-15. But yeah, so dude, this company made in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Completely made in Texas. Kind of got like a bull barrel. Not a, not, it's a heavy contour barrel. Not, not Mm -hmm. a regular contour barrel. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing special about them, but they're made in Texas and they're 500 bucks. Like this is, it looks good for 500 bucks. Yeah. How is the charging handle? Pull that charging handle. How does that charging handle? It is handle just feel? a regular charging handle. I mean, there's nothing, nothing special about it. But it's not too crunchy or anything like that, right? That's what I always worry about. Like, I'll pull a charging handle and see. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's too crunchy. I don't know what yeah, you're feeling it's over not there. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it definitely needs to be oiled and stuff like that. But other than mm-hmm. that, I mean, out of the box, like mm-hmm. for five hundred bucks, five hundred nineteen bucks, I think is what I got for. 
dude, this is a steal. Yeah, it looks uh, good. It's got a nice big handguard on it, and uh, yeah. is that Magpul furniture on it? Um, yeah, Magpul furniture. It's got no. It's got B five system stuff. Okay, B five. So, all right, B five furniture. Yeah, I mean, it's not ambidextrous on anything except for, you know, well, nothing really. But I mean, it's just all mil spec. But for what it is, five hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, man. put another right. AR you in the you safe. You won't. You won't outshoot this rifle. Is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um I, listen, if you mess up an AR nowadays, I, I got nothing but hate for you. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. You've gotta be really good to mess up an AR. Oh but, yeah. But people oh, yeah. will do it. <laughs> Unless you're like burning them down, you know, like air games or something like that. Like, no, but I'm talking Yeah, but I'm talking about yeah, but I'm talking about the companies making it. You know what I mean? Like, for oh, a company yeah, to yeah. make a bad AR, man, you've got to be a horrible. Like, you just don't care <laughs> if you're a company making a bad AR. So here's uh, oh, yeah. here's what I'm going to show off. This is my 22 Chris Vector. Nice. You know, obviously a pistol. It's got a little, you know, it's threaded up here so I could throw a little suppressor on it. It uses the wow. Glock. You know, Glock came out with their own 22 magazines. Right yeah. for the what was That's that? Cool. Was that the was it the Glock? Is it the Glock forty four? Yeah, the forty four. So you can use those magazines. I think Chris makes extended uh, twenty two mags for these as well. I haven't gotten my hands on them. So yeah, this is really cool. It's my uh, I've sh I've shot a bunch of Chris vectors and the machine gun ones are awesome. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is yeah this Chris Chris vectors in the collection. I like I like twenty twos man twenty twos. I uh, dig awesome. 22s. They're fun. Yeah. Everybody should have multiple 22s. Dude, the CMG uh, 22 kits that you can swap out in any mm -hmm. AR, everybody should have one of those. Yeah, I've got one of those. Um, man, there's people been, people have been uh, doing that kind of stuff for a long time, man. CMMG, yeah. I think one of our oldest videos is Lola doing a CMMG 22. I think so. If it's not Lola, it's me, one of us. Uh, doing one of those things. So, yes, yeah, I think that's what CMMG started with, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think that was, like, the original thing. 42 chill set for squirrels. Yeah, man. I'm going to be killing a bunch <laughs> of squirrels. Um, this weekend, I actually have the... the we're going to have PSA and um, DPMS out here. And, uh, yeah, every... every I'm going to bring multiple 22s with cans on them. And uh, I'm going to be taking out some squirrels. You know, that's something I don't actually own. You don't have any suppressors or no 22 no, suppressors? Nope, no cans, no suppressors. I don't own any of that. Why is that? What's wrong with uh, you? <laughs> I just, uh, I just don't. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just never, never bought them. Uh, we were, um, we were responsible parties on an SOT mm -hmm. uh, for a while. And so we had some then, but, uh, Josh is still on it. I am not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just, I never, never bought one. Um, okay. Just never have. Oh, you got to get into the, you know, everyone should have some suppressors, man. And you got to start. Fun fact about Josh from Black Thumb Gun Gear is he has no suppressors. Ever. No cans, no cans. Not no. that he's going to tell us. Not Do you have fuel filters? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I would, I would advise you not to talk about it either. <laughs> No, no, I really don't. <laughs> even, even if you, even if you did, I would say no you, FRTs. No, you, no, no, no. You lost them in a boating accident. 
Have you shot the FRT? I've never shot that thing. I have shot one. We we went down to Big Daddy uh, mm-hmm. uh, whenever we were pushing the the, mm-hmm. the stuff that I was a part of before. We went down there and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we shot some down there. Oh, okay. What'd you think about it? Uh, I honestly, I think it's really cool. I, I don't think it's the way people think it is. Like, if nobody's ever shot one before, you're thinking like, oh, you just hold it down like a falada, right? And it's just going to go. It really doesn't. And you literally have to make your finger stick out just a little bit so it has the bump in there. Like, it, there's no, it's not full auto. Like, you have to make it work. Yeah. I know, um, I think I heard that, uh, that they're going around there, they're trying to get those back from people and all that kind of stuff. I hope that gets yep. worked out, uh, in the courts and there's pushback on that because, yeah, man, it's not, you know, uh, it's not a machine. Bi- yeah, binary I mean, is not a machine. One hundred percent. Yeah, it yeah. literally works just like you think it works. Like, or well, just like how we would think it works, not how people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but basically, but, you you can. So your, your finger is articulating. Down. Yeah, your finger has to articulate yeah. in order to make that. You happen. cannot hold it to the back and let it run. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. Okay. Um, Ak Sean says, "I bought my first suppressor yesterday. Can't wait to get it. Congratulations on that." Cool. Awesome. 22, 22, always a good first suppressor, but you could do other stuff. Uh, 22, 30 cal can is, is good yeah. as well because you could use it for a bunch of different things, you know. So, and I would recommend I, I've been planning this video actually for maybe two years, um, about the universal suppressor. Um, there's like what is it called? It's basically, let me see if I could pull it up here. It's the universal suppressor standard. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. Yeah, so what it is, is that um, there's, it's unorganized, it's kind of like USB, but there's companies that came up with a specific thread pitch, and they start, they started making suppressors and accessories using that thread pitch. I found out Hmm. about it from this uh, recoil article that I have right here that I'm showing you guys. I have a note of it on my phone, that's why I could pull it up so, so quickly. So it's the 1.375 by 24, and basically they got it from Silencer Co. Uh, Silencer Co. was making um, things in this in this uh, you know in this particular thread pitch. But there's a lot of other companies making them now, accessories and all of that. So what it means is you can at the back end of the can, the part that attaches to the gun is the back end, right? The back end of that has uh, a that specific thread pitch so you can change that out and put um, different things that come from different companies if everyone's using the same thread pitch you can have silencer co can but you can use accessories from this company or that company and move things around and it makes it a little easier for the end user to to do stuff so i'm trying to put together a video on it because i don't think there's a lot of info and sure you don't want to do a short about it Oh my God, there's no way you can't. How do you do a short about that? It took me more than a minute to just try to break that down to you. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I have notes, dude. <laughs> if you look like, I, I'm not kidding. I have notes on this. I've been making, I've had notes on this for a long time. Look, I'll just show you my note on it here on my phone. Okay. <laughs> it's the one, uh, one to three eighths, but, uh, by 24 thread mount pitch is the other thing for it. I've got all these notes that I have on it of different uh, things 
Like I'm trying to tell you know, it's a lot of info to go right. through all the different yeah. companies that, that have it. Like there's a whole bunch of silencer co ones that you can go through and I'm showing different uh, things that I've been experimenting with and, and switching things around and all that kind of stuff. And I really would encourage more companies to make accessories for this and make cans that are using that universal thread pitch uh, on the back end because it makes it easier. I mean, so it just seems so smart. Not, I mean, why would you not do that? Yeah, I found about found out about it from YHM. So YHM had a can, um, you know, like a, a subgun can that that they made, and it has that pitch in the back end. But at that time, they didn't have any accessories for it, right? This is right when we yeah. were getting into the whole materials thing. But they were like, hey, there's a bunch of accessories that, that Silencer Co. does and all that. And I started digging into it, and I found out about it. And, and I've encouraged people, uh, suppressor companies, to do it. And I've spoken to uh, more and more suppressor companies out there are using it. And um, I think I think it's a cool thing. It helps you... You know, typically you get a can, that's not the end. You have to get all these uh, muzzle devices and all that kind of stuff to go along with it. And it's just, it gets crazy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do some videos on it at some point, but it's taking you a should. lot of research. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I've done some basic kind of videos talking about it. Even I had VSO on and VSO is one of those uh, people out there that's into it and knows about it. So. Um, I need to go buy a suppressor as well. I need to have them. Yeah. If you do, make sure that you um, that you look into that when you're doing it. I would like to have a dedicated 22 can and then probably a hybrid. I, I've thought about it. I just yeah. haven't done it yet. But I would like to have a 22 can for sure. Right. A dedicated, uh, like dedicated like hybrid can for everything else. And then maybe mm -hmm. like a dedicated 223. So here's one of the things that I found. There, um, so you know the bird, so you're basically, your A2, right? A2 flash suppressor, flash hider, excuse yeah. me, that comes on a lot of ARs. That's standard. I think mm -hmm. that AR you just showed me has it, right? Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, so there you go. So that's an A2 right there. There's a company that makes a, um, an attachment that could go over, and is that an A2? Yeah, that's an A2. Um, there's yeah, a company A2. that makes an attachment that could go over that. And oh, that's it, cool. It comes in that universal thread pitch, so you can put it in the back end of any of these cans that are like that, and then you can actually attach it to an A2, and you don't have to go get an expensive uh, muzzle device, which typically those are like 100 bucks or 50 or yeah. 70 bucks or whatever. So, um, hmm. you know, there's there's a whole bunch of cool stuff out there that uh, that you can do with this. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to figure out and make sure that there's uh, we covered everything we need to cover in the next. So Monday, mon uh, Thursday. That's when you, yep. you've got your court hearing. And yep. uh, I'm sure you're going to be blowing up the Internet with that. Let me know. I don't think I'll be doing. I know tomorrow I'm doing a show and DPMS is going to be on the podcast tomorrow night. But I don't think I'm doing anything Thursday. But if you let me know, I'll talk about it on Monday. Okay when we come back and we'll tell everyone, um, you know, and then we'll invite everyone to the party at your place. Dude. Yes. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Like if it, if that's what's going to happen, then yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to burn her down. Not her, but you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I don't know. It's like two years of pent up aggression. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, we have other places we can shoot. Obviously, we right. made videos for the mm-hmm. last two years in other places. Uh, but it's just the point of this is my property. I would want to shoot on my property. Not only would it make it easier for doing videos because I just walk out my freaking front door, but, you know, it's just – it's just all of that. Is but just, the burden so of the, the burden should be on her. That's my problem. Like that, I don't understand the yeah. burden. Sh- how well, can she stop you for ten years? Can I do with her property? Yeah, I'm but she stopped you for two years. That's the aggravating right. part of it. I think to me yes. that the court should Absolutely. have said, "Hey, this is Tennessee. People could shoot in their backyards. You got to deal with it until we get this sorted out in court." But instead, yeah. like they flipped it, and then you you're the one who has to hold yourself back of what you could do on your own property until it gets worked yeah. out in court. I mean, yep. You know, you should get like know. another 10 acres or 20 acres or something from her. <laughs> Dude, I wish that was the case. <laughs> At the end of this, you know, or we get should some... have made a wager like right when this first started, be like, okay, if I win, I give you this. If you win, you give me this. Right. <laughs> I don't think she's going to And it would have been, it would have been, you give me 10 of your acres. That'd be great. Yeah, this is so, it's so nuts, man, but, you know, uh, hopefully it all gets worked out on Thursday, and then uh, Gen Champ Jr. says two years of pent-up ammo. Oh, yeah. Well, no, not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me, they've been getting their ammo off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, uh, yeah, Gen Champ Jr. says that thing only works for certain diameter cans. Yeah, because not everyone's doing it. I think the companies that are doing it picked uh, a diameter that Silencer Co. uses. So there's Silencer Co. I could tell you the companies that are uh, – where did I have that list? Silencer Co. Is, is such a cool company, man. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to see. Actually, where's the article? The article – I know Area 419 makes a whole bunch of stuff for it. But there's a lot of companies in that article. And if anyone wants, I'll throw the article up here again. Um, if anyone wants to find it, just do a Google search for universal silencer standard. And you will find this article from Recoil. And then hmm. if you scroll down through this, where is it? Okay, here we go. Current manufacturers using the hub pattern for silencers or adapters include Silencer Co., Dead Air, Griffin Armament. Q, LLC, Torrent Suppressors, Area 419, Energetic Armament, YHM, SDTA, Superior Precision Concepts, Enfield Rifle Company, Rex Silentium, we've had them on the podcast, JK Armament, Ronin Factory, JMAC Customs, Atlas Defense, um, and Liberty Suppressors also is using it now, because um, I, I introduced the, uh, the the folks over there to... Uh, to that whole thing and they're they're making accessories and all that for it so i like uh jmac man they make some cool shit too yeah jmac is uh west virginia right yep yeah they have their shoot that's every year too yeah i've never been out there uh, to that but i haven't either but okay. i really like them. yes yeah they're they're cool they're cool folks out there at jmac so and they're, they're making a lot of stuff yeah they're making a lot of stuff they do a lot of ak stuff and all of oh, that. Yeah. So I've I've always I've tried to convince Walter at Safety Harbor Firearms to do some of these accessories, but you know, I mean, he, he should man. He's he's getting those uh, stocks out, man. He's making stocks like crazy for uh, HKs and stuff like that. So hmm. you know, 
It's kind of been nuts. Okay, in the, we got like a minute and a half. Any things that we've missed out here? What kind of videos are you guys up to? We're, we got more time than that, but... We you know. are pushing our, our podcast, man, more than anything. Mm-hmm. We have so much fun doing that. Like, um, I, we have beer segments and just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, we I'll, we answer a lot of questions by having people call into our, to our uh, phone number that we play everybody's voicemail on the air, like whether we listen to them or we don't. Like We don't listen to them ahead of time is what I'm saying. So whatever mm-hmm. anybody says on, on the voicemail is what's played on the air, uh, 1615-567-3331. So if you want to call and leave us a voicemail or a text, we will answer the questions and, and play your voicemail. Uh, but the podcast is 7-6-Tuesday. You can find it on YouTube or you can go to Black Diamond Guns and Gear podcast on Literally anywhere there's podcasts, you're on the Firearms Radio Network. We are on the Firearms Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's everywhere they, they publish it. So, uh, But it's really fun, man. I mean, but we're, we're gaining do more people get, all the time. So. Do you get a lot of negative stuff on there? It's mostly positive? Uh... No, no, not really. I mean, a, a lot of people are just laughing with us. I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've seen so far. So yeah, it's, no, that's good. obviously it's nothing serious like, you know, <laughs> as, as we don't do. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll get some prank stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back here and uh, wrap this up and kind of burn through these two hours real fast, man. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. Uh, yep, there you go. Uh, so Jen Champ Jr. says that 7-6 Tuesday is great. There you go. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's. I, I know we're going to go over that again here, but just tell all the folks out there you know, where to go to, to find stuff from you guys, how to support you, all of that kind of good stuff, man. We are kind of everywhere, but we mainly start as a uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear as a YouTube channel. We, you know, do gun videos, obviously. Um, and it's more or less not serious. We're mm-hmm. more in the gun entertainment industry. Um, but we do podcasts as well. 7-6 Tuesday is our podcast. Uh, you can find it, like I said, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find us on Instagram as uh, you know, Black Diamond Guns of Gear or as the BDGG podcast on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, you can support us by you know, buying our merch from Ballistic Inc., going to U.S. Law Shield, uh, and uh, you know, signing up there. What's up with All the Fat Guy guns. Holsters? Did we talk about the – are you still doing the Fat Guy Holsters? I don't know. No, I'm oh, no okay. longer associated with them. But, Uh-oh. you know, okay. it's all good. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Understood. Yeah. We're, doing, we're, we're doing other things. Mm-hmm. With other companies, okay. So it is; it's in the works. But yeah, Fat Guy Holster is no longer a part of us. We're no longer a part of it. That's legally. That's all I can tell you. Right, I have been there several <laughs> times. <laughs> yep. So I know how that goes. I know how that goes. But uh, you guys, uh, I, my opinion is, you guys are on the right track. I know when we started out talking this, you know, it's crazy, man. And life is always crazy like this, you know. But I think you guys have the raw talent of what it takes there to do it. And there's some things that just have to happen in the world that it feels crazy because it's not in our control, right? 
it's either in the control of YouTube or other folks out there to put it all together. But at the end of the day, yeah. you guys have really what it takes to do this. So I would encourage you to keep doing it. And um, I don't know if that's the goal, but one day, man, you'll be able to get away from those damn day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my whole goal, like, I'll be honest with you, the last two years with what we were pushing, mm-hmm. could have done it. Could have got away from the day job because I was we were doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came down to whatever happened this year, like it is what it is, you know, but we are going to make new products. We're going to do other stuff. Well, I'm not making any, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So new stuff's coming, always new stuff's coming out from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as it comes with holsters and stuff like that, new stuff coming out with that all the time and stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, it just ain't announced yet, but it will be out there. And, uh, yeah, podcasting is where we're having the most fun at, to be honest with you. Okay. And I, I, I love doing videos and I love editing videos, but man, podcasting is so fun mm-hmm. and I love talking to people. I love doing shows like this. I love having people on our shows. Um, so we may end up leaning more toward podcast. I don't, I don't okay. really know what's in store for us, but there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I need to find they, you know, before the whole thing hit, before you know, this last two crazy years, Lola and myself, our plan was to go out and do some of the podcast conventions that are out there, like some of the big ones. Um, so the broadcasting show in Vegas, the NAB podcasting, there's a podcasting section of that that's grown, and there's different things that go on around the country. I'm always, I know Sean from We Like Shooting does some of those and i mean you know that's like in the in the gun world i think you know i don't want to say that they're the innovators of everything because obviously there's been gun guys podcasting for a long time uh, before those guys but you know um i think those guys are the ass kickers you know of this whole thing so they're definitely like uh in the top three (laughs) for sure yeah, I mean, I that's the first place I did a podcast years ago when I met those guys. I used to uh, jump on there every now and then, and we still do. Every now and then we have Sean yeah. come on here or I show up there or whatever. So, yeah, that was my plan to, like, go out and, like, go to some of these podcasting things and see what's going on there. Because I think people do enjoy that medium of, like, just, well, just being able to kick it. I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. you got to move and change with the times, you know. Mm-hmm. I might be a little bit upset about it. But mm-hmm. the fact is, you really do have to move and change with the times. Mm-hmm. And you just have to accept the fact that a lot of people ain't listen to radio. A lot of people listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, that's, just, that's just where it is. And, I, uh, it's can, crazy, man. People around the world are listening to this podcast. When I look at the stats, it's like people in Italy, uh, all over the world. It's crazy when I look at it. I'm thinking, yeah. wow, this is, you know, Italy, Australia, England. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, they're 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 upset they can't have some of this stuff over there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah so. <laughs> but, I think but I think I, people enjoy listening to us talk, and everyone, yeah. you know, podcasts are big in general. Obviously, you got the folks like Joe Rogan that are really big, but the whole world wants to listen to different people, and there's definitely, I think, a space for folks like us. Not just the gun thing. I think it's just the kind of stuff that we're all into and what we talk. Like, we spent a lot of time here, you know, kind of talking about the gun world, but really just talking about relationships with people and how, you know, yeah. pe- things work out like that. So I think folks enjoy knowing, no matter where you live in the world or, you know, even here in America, it's cool to know that the problems you're going through, you're not on your own. Other people oh, yeah. <laughs> going going through same shit just like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, so, go I've ahead. been talking to Sean 
mm-hmm. from We Like Shooting and then talking to, like, I had a friend of ours. This is a short story about how this mm-hmm. happened. So basically, mm-hmm. um, a, a friend of ours now, he commented on one of our, on one of our posts and, uh, and I looked at it and the name was the confessional podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm, I remember that name. I've been listening to that for a while. And I was actually a subscriber on his on, on, uh, you know, podcast. Mm-hmm. Been listening to him for a while. He commented on one of our things. He was like, man, I've been watching your videos forever. I like your content, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, I'm thinking about moving to Tennessee. And I was like, well, we live here. You should come down here and, you know, check mm-hmm. it out. Eventually, mm-hmm. long story short, he moved here. He now has a, his podcast studios here and everything. So we've been hanging out a lot. And mm-hmm. from talking to him, and he runs like the biggest paranormal podcast out there besides like Oh, wow. Hat and a couple of them. But he's been on Ten Foy Hat and he's been on Sam Triple E and mm-hmm. he's been on that. So he's a, he's a big deal. And uh, so we're becoming really good friends with him. And by talking to him and talking to Sean, man, podcasting is, I don't want to say like it's the future, but dude, I mean, it's here. Like this is mm-hmm. what people are listening to. This is what people are paying attention to. So why not lean more into that mm-hmm. if you if you can, you know, and get mm-hmm. your audience that way. So Absolutely. And I think Tennessee is somewhat of a hub for a lot of different things or developing things. Uh, yeah. you're, I'm sure you're more aware of that. You know, like, uh, to be honest with you, I know um, Austin, like Texas, is a big hub. I guess for podcasting because Joe Rogan is there and then a, a lot of people yeah. moved out there just to be in that hemisphere. But we need to do this. This is what we all need to do in our in our worlds, the different worlds that we live in, the people who think like us. We need to do this shit, too, man. We need to yep, get some of these hubs sure. going and take advantage of what that does. You know, we'll never be as big as YouTube's and all that kind of stuff. But hey. YouTube uh, one day could totally disappear, man, and go the way of the dodo with the nonsense they get up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, all the platforms. Nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. Anyway, I don't want to hold you. I think it was great. I, I definitely uh, encourage folks out there to go check you guys out and support you and watch what you're doing. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end. I'm going to come back, and you get the last words, and you get to leave us with words of wisdom. So think about that. I'm going to run the end in here, and we're going to do this. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Tomorrow, we've got DPMS coming on the show, and I believe uh, the guys from uh, from uh, PSA as well. So make sure you join us for that. A uh, big thanks to everyone out there. As Josh said, we are part of the Firearms Radio Network. So if you look around there, you find a lot of good people, including uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear. And, the, and what's the name of the – did you make a new podcast or – No. So it's the Black Diamond Guns and Gear podcast. We just mm-hmm. call it 7-6 Tuesday because it comes out every Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, 7-6 Tuesday. That's what you guys need to look for. Okay, Josh, words of wisdom. Uh, be nice to people, but be yourself, and don't take shit from nobody. Boom. There you go. All right, guys, we're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow.